3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show presented, as always, by our friends at High Noon. Sunday night, Riviera Recap. Solly here. KVVU is out on site at
1: Riviera this past week. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Solly, I, I am fabulous. I'm a little jet-lagged, but I am ready to talk a decky, tiger, all the things that I saw this week. Uh, a few celebrities, not as many as last year. I didn't get to hang out with Rob Lowe, so feel like... Uh, you know, that was, that was a big thing for me last year. Rob Lola, and I walked like 18 holes. Three hours? Jet lag?
3: Three hours? We doing that? I mean, a little. Come on. Are we doing listen, that?
1: Listen, you know, don't, don't be like dropping your Australian knowledge no, here it's for
3: this like 3.30 your time if you're on the West Coast. You should be feeling great right now. I'm not, I don't know if I'm Out buying that. I'm here
1: doing work for the company, and I'm getting dragged by you about yeah. how, you know, not, not chipper enough. Come three, on. Three hours. I mean, come on. We, we can handle that. Big Randy,
3: I know you're probably jet lagged uh, from travel you've done a couple of months ago. How are you, Mr. Big?
0: I am still feeling a little jet (laughs) lag. Thank you for your understanding uh, and your patience. I'm great. Enjoyable tournament. Not quite the drama at the very end, I I think
3: we were hoping for, but uh, an enjoyable week. Excited to talk to you boys about it. Uh, Of course, a shout out to our friends at High Noon. You can bring the Fiesta anywhere you go with the all new High Noon Tequila Seltzer Fiesta Pack. Uh, This variety eight pack features two new tequila flavors, blood orange and prickly pear, along with two tequila favorites, the grapefruit, of course, and the lime all are made with real tequila and real juice. Perfect for any Fiesta. Find the high noon tequila seltzer Fiesta pack nearest you at high Guys, they loaded me up with uh, with the vodka ones. I've had I've still have enough to last me through all of 2024, probably, and I ran out of the tequilas and I kind of had forgotten about the tequilas only because I have so many of the vodka ones still to drink here grabbed a pack today. I forgot how good they are. They are fantastic. I am a big tequila guy and I forgot how good, uh, the tequila seltzers are for high noon. So big shout out to them, uh, for their sponsorship of this show and for everyone for being here live on a Sunday night, or if you're listening to it, to it, uh, in your car on the podcast on Monday morning, we appreciate you as well. Guys, a big week, big week at Riviera. A lot going on, a lot to get to. We got DQs, we got WDs, we got sh- people shitting their pants, things like that. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go on a limb and say I think Hideki Matsuyama was uh, was the story today. Randy, I'm gonna throw it to you first. What's your what's your reaction? What we just saw to Hideki?
0: Uh, yeah, can Hideki win? Absolutely. It was a masterclass today from him. What a what a fun scorecard he turned in. Right, a, a clean card with nine birdies lumped in three groups of three you don't see that type of card very often that was fun but man those the sh- those shots the approach shots into 15 and 16 I, I think a combined maybe 18 inches on those two birdies it was a hell of a performance by Hideki yeah I mean god just when I was thinking it was like guys wills out Taurus gonna win this is Cantley still around he just went and took it it was uh it was very, very impressive, and I think uh, for a lot of reasons. Well, I'll ask you guys: What do you think about Hideki winning? I, I feel like that's a great winner. It, it was, it was, you know, I, anytime he wins, it's, it's a,
1: it's a good day as far as I'm concerned on the PGA Tour. It was feeling like a snooze fest for me for a little bit today. I, I just could not get. Uh, I was pulling for Will Zalatoris until Hideki came screaming up the board, and I was like, you know what? I I've always hated that the putter toe gets way up in the air and he, he feels like he's got the putter, like a little bit more level with the ground. you know, Trevor was pointing that out too. I, I was like, you know, I try the other I way for 10 years, this.
3: just only 10 years before he's like, all right, I'm going to try the, the actual way that you're <laughs> supposed to putt.
1: Yeah. He's just a little stubborn. So he just wants to make sure and do it his way. He's, you know, he's, he's had the same putter. It's the same Scotty, same stance, same everything for all this time, but you know, could had putt like this, this is the guy that, I think we wanted to see for the last five years with Hideki. Like it, it shouldn't just be him tearing it up at the masters and one, you know, eight years later at Riv, like four years later, at Riv, he sh- he got to be doing this all the time. He's that talented. I think this is uh there's a forgot
3: about Dre forgot about Hideki kind of West coast crossover that I'm not fully prepared to make uh, at this moment, but there is like, I feel like we've all myself definitely guilty of this. have forgot about Hideki, right? I mean, he put in, Truly a decade of just balls. Like he was the original Scotty Scheffler, not quite uh, to the elite level that Scotty is, but just so consistent for t- truly 10 years on tour of uh, hitting the ball off the tee and approaching and just not being able to figure out how to get it in the hole. And then with injuries and stuff, he was kind of talking about in that interview uh, after the round as well. He just, the ball striking hasn't been there. Consistency hasn't been there. And he's truly been the forgotten guy. When I saw him at Pebble, I was like, man, I did not even thought about Hideki. Like, remember how big of a deal it was that you know maybe he had a 400 million dollar offer from LIV and how devastating that was going to be to the tour for them to be able, you know to lose essentially lose the Japanese golf market which is just massive for their international distribution and 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 they're a hu- he's a huge moneymaker for the tour and uh he wasn't really playing very well he's kind of it seemed like his career was on the downside it was like man why why didn't you go to LIV <laughs> you figured you got to fit the bill in a lot of ways but to have a a a, a very competitive Hideki back uh, was not something I really saw coming. I don't think anyone really saw coming. He has. He said it was his first top ten. The players last year. I don't even think I'd realize that until afterward. Uh, but man, to go from six back going into the final round to winning by three is a pretty rare feat. I'd, I'd struggle to think of somebody that
1: came from that far back to just destroyed the field that badly. I was struggling to think about when's the last time I saw a sixty-two on like a real good course to win a tournament, like. This this was a big boy round. That's what struck stood out to me. Is that this is not like shooting sixty-two at Amex or shooting sixty-two, you know, at Century or whatever. This is like the premier course on tour. That's what made it so cool. <laughs> I'm reading the comment. Tom
0: Tom Olison, he's on the verge of declaring four majors for Hideki. Um <laughs> Yeah, KVV, you're absolutely right. You know, Justin Ray tweeted, this is the lowest. I I think Hideki becomes the first person to shoot 62 and win the tournament at Riviera on the PGA Tour. So uh, an excellent, excellent final round. So, to your point about, you know, where has Hideki been and him being the forgotten guy, Amanda in the post-round interview, you know, brought it up. I guess as a fan and just as somebody that's, you know, around golf, I don't understand how uh, severe his back injuries have been, and and it sounds like it's gone back to the year 2022, and I have to think that's played a big part in him just not really being a factor the last 18 months. But yeah, I mean, shit. If 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 this is Hideki and and he's fully healthy, it just seems like when he gets that putter going and he and he rolls some long putts, he is very very dangerous. So. Fingers crossed that that will be the case at least for the
3: foreseeable future.
1: So, can you get with uh, Hideki's back therapist guy get your own back? He's
3: giving me some. Back. He's giving me hope here. Yeah, that there's that there's life after uh, after back injuries. But I mean, just to just to illustrate how far he's fallen, he's sixty third in the world for not using the corrupt OWGR, using uh, data golf rankings. In mid twenty seventeen, he was the number one player in the data golf rankings, and then as as recently as. 2020 like summer 2020 he was in the top five like that's how how, how far he's fallen off you know in the last couple of years so i i don't blame myself for not seeing this one coming because uh it, you know and, and without hideki today would have been a really really interesting day i mean will's Zalatoris was making a yeah. charge up the leaderboard luke list went out in 30 this morning Cantley kind of came back to the field I, I think he was kind of reading the room a little bit on kind of what the reaction was to him having a four-shot lead at, after 36 holes and and punted a few back to the field but uh uh i let's do this now. Uh, You know, we can get to, we'll get through some of the, some of the other performances we can talk about this week, but I, today was a fun day, you know, Hideki kind of, you know, a big name winner for, for this event, but this, this is not the dream start to the PGA tour season. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, the guys that, you know, have been the biggest keeps for the PGA tour, the Scotties, the Rory's, the speeds, the JT's the, I mean, keep going down the list have not really showed out or not really come close to winning Any events so far on the PGA Tour, the signature event model I'm a fan of. I think it's I think it's fantastic. But man, did it just this whole week? I could not help but think of like how much I missed Rom and how much how much I missed DJ and Cam Smith and like all of the contrasting playing styles of a lot of the dudes that left just felt like, man, God, wouldn't this make way more sense if they were there this week? Randy, you're making faces that you were not missing Rom.
0: Well, I've never caught myself like missing those guys. I guess they're more big names to add to the heap, but I I don't know. Like if, if Rom or DJ were involved, sure, that's great. I I didn't really mind the weekend. Like I <laughs> P- I, I thought Zaloturis. PGA tour commercial. <laughs> You're not gonna mind it.
3: I mean it's gonna be like
0: okay. Well you- no, I feel like you could lift this leaderboard and place it four years ago and I don't, you know, nobody would have
3: reacted. Um, but this was, was the here. highlight so far, I'd say, right? And if this is the highlight, this is the peak so far, that's kind of my, more of my point. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I kind of wrote this in the agenda before uh, we had a, you know, pretty fun, decent Sunday. But like, man, the start to the, when speed getting with uh, DQ'd, which we'll get to, Tiger withdrawing, like this was not overall the, the dream week that was supposed to come out of this signature event.
1: It, it didn't, I'll tell you what, it didn't compare at all to last year's RIV where, Tiger had the great, you know, thing with with JT earlier in the week. Last year, obviously there was the whole like tampon thing, which was its own <laughs> sort of incident, but but Max and Rom like throwing haymakers at each other in the final round. You know, Tiger had that really good Saturday where I think he shot 65. Like there was a lot of excitement last year, a lot of juice all throughout the week. And this week was just kind of like one sort of like meh after another, you know. Speed getting DQ, Tiger having to withdraw because he's sick, Rory making triple early and just basically punting himself out of the tournament. Like there was a lot of things that went, you know, poorly compared to last year for me as someone who attended both tournaments where I was like, man, like this just, just is lacking a little bit of juice. Yeah.
3: It, I mean, I, I on, on the positive side, I thought CBS was was really good in terms of the the stuff that they've added to the broadcast. Of course, over the last couple of years, bringing Rory into the booth, bringing Gary Woodland in on Saturday, the camera angles they were using, new graphics, all this stuff like they were ready to bring it to life. Like on, on the positive side, it just I don't know, man. It uh, it, it if if that's like the pr- the the best the PGA Tour has to offer, it's the best golf course they play all year long. It's my favorite tournament of the year, and if that's the best it's got to offer, I'm sure we'll get better finishes. Like in, in general, that's just. The likelihood you'll get some exciting finishes over the course of a year but it just it it feels like the tour is just kind of out uh, out on a lake without a paddle right now like it doesn't seem like it's going in any particular direction that's that's very exciting
0: i why am I the, like, optimist here? I, I, maybe I just don't watch as much PGA Tour golf as you guys do. I, I promise you that's I mean, the case.
1: That's,
2: that's over the true. last
0: couple of years, like, there, there are so many tournaments that are just so forgettable. Like, the the great thing about Riviera is we will always have the golf course, and so you always yeah. have, you know, these holes in certain shots. Like, I I don't know. I At no point this week was I thinking, like, oh, my God, this sucks or – I don't know. I I just wasn't falling into that bigger picture, I guess, which maybe is just my fault. It's not where my mind went, but I don't know. I'm I'm positive that we could find much worse
3: examples of like the state the PGA Tour is in than this week. I, and I I don't mean to say that this week is the the you know, the exclamation point on the on a slow start. Like, again, this was kind of the highlight. But again, we're talking Chris Kirk, a great story, of course, Grayson Murray, a great story, kind of bounce the both the things that they've struggled with bouncing back. Obviously, Nick Dunlap was uh, a fantastic story. But, you know, Matthew Pavon winning farmers with the leaderboard that was just not not the not the best it was an exciting finish of course but just that's that's not what you're dreaming up here a saturday finish for wyndham clark to win uh at pebble obviously last weekend was great nick taylor's performance but again nick taylor versus charlie hoffman in a playoff is just it's kind of not how you're drawing this one up um and I don't know. We're done with the West Coast swing, my favorite part, and I just don't think that that was uh, an overall, like, a really successful West Coast swing for the PGA Tour. N- through no one's fault, like, I don't, there's nothing the tour really could have done other than try to keep some of their talent, do more of the, to keep the talent That that is what kind of where I'm going at with this is, just, there's a lot of dudes missing, man.
1: I just, you can't manufacture drama, though, right? It just has to kind of unfold naturally, and so I guess you would hope that over the course of the season that ultimately would would shake out that way, but you know, for Rory and for Scotty to sort of been pretty meh so far on the PGA tour season. I think that's, that's definitely a hurting. I mean, I, Spieth's a big name, but I don't think we put Spieth in the same category as those two guys in terms, in terms of like pure talent. So it would be really helpful if like the two most talented players would play better and would sort of carry the baton for a bit, but you can't force that in golf. Right. And so I don't know. What it'd be interesting to see how the next few weeks play out? Like, are we gonna get any like excitement before the Masters? Are we gonna or even for the players? Like, is it gonna build to something or is it just gonna be kind of this like rise of the mules continuing?
3: <laughs> I mean, we have the Mexico Open at Vidanta this coming week, the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Uh, not not my two favorite weeks on tour coming up, uh, and then Bay Hill, which is another signature event at what at one of my least favorite courses on tour, and then the players' championship. So um, not the best month coming up here uh, or kind of few weeks leading up to, to the players, but, uh, an exciting note, a, a positive note that I'm surprised how much I I'm invested in this guy and care about this guy and root for him when he's on the screen, uh, is the comeback of Will Zalatoris. Randy, this was, he was your Valentine on Wednesday, uh, on <laughs> our trying. happy hour show, <laughs> just to clarify what I'm referring to. You, you sent him a Valentine on our show on Wednesday. I was surprised by that and. Uh it was very prescient of you. Will Zalator is back in the mix, played some really good golf. Uh didn't get it done today, but uh finished T2. Yeah, it
0: uh, you know, he's had a, he's had some decent results, some actually some some pretty good results at Riviera in the past. I believe uh top 10, maybe last time he was healthy. And um I think it's great that he's coming back. You know, for, again, we rewind and Gosh, when he's been a factor in majors, and obviously went through the microdisectomy, and just seeing him healthy and being in contention, I, I think is a great step for him. And I don't know what it is. I, I'd be curious. I'll I'll pose this question to both of you guys: Like, what is it about Will's game? I just find myself I enjoy watching him play golf, and I think I, I tried to think about it a little bit today. I mean, he's he's a, an excellent ball striker uh, with just enough shakiness in the putter obviously it's still that putting stroke the ball coming off his toe I mean it, it does look a lot better with the with the broomstick but it's still maybe not how you would draw it up I, like I think that's what attracts me to him right is is he, he's so good in this one area and, and can seem so shaky in this area in this other area it just makes for a bit of a roller coaster but yeah bigger picture I'm, I'm thrilled that he's back and healthy uh, I don't know. It, it sounds like Solly, at least you feel the same way. Right? He, he just is fun to watch. I don't know. He, he's just a guy I inherently
3: find myself, uh, interested in watching. Something about you know not all great ball strikers are really fun to watch play golf, and I, I, I he is. And I don't know if I can fully explain why. I love I love his swing. I love his his shot shape. I love just when he gets on a heater with irons. It's it's just genuinely exciting. I mean, know what? Not that many guys can fire at pins the way he does when he gets hot, and it's really really fun to watch. Is it? Uh, you know, do his numbers probably compare? pretty closely with like Xander or Cantlay probably, but it's just not nearly as exciting when, when they do it. I, his, I don't know. He's a pretty cool personality. Uh, he's, he's given us some huge moments in major championships. I think that really helps like the dudes that elevate their play at the hardest tournaments on the hardest courses and give you really memorable moments. Just, I feel like just tend to endear themselves, uh, to golf fans. Whereas Cantlay and Xander tend to get the reputation of, uh, not performing the best in those scenarios. Xander a bit unfairly, if I may say, but, uh,
0: yeah, today we got to talk about Xander today. Uh, we will Total sure non-factor We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there.
3: Right. Uh, but right. I don't know. I, maybe it is just the, the, the putting struggle or, 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 uh, what, whatever it is, but I, I love rooting for Will. I find, uh, I had a great, we had a great podcast with him and I've enjoyed all the media he's done over the years and just seems like an easy guy to root for.
1: Mr. Big, I haven't played golf with you in a while, but last I heard you were maybe thinking about yourself about going to the long putter. I don't know if the broomstick is in your thing, but tell me a little bit about what's it like to struggle in putting. Obviously, you don't have quite these figure-eight putting stroke that Will did, but uh, I'm curious as to what is the state of your putting and what do you see when you look at Will in terms of inspiration?
0: I see – in terms of inspiration, I see the ability to try new things. I I think that is something that's – not easy for everybody to do right um i think f- for for myself it really clicked for me talking to our guy Stuart Hagestad at the Walker Cup last year and he's he's a fellow slenderman a, a tall guy such as myself and the one comment that he made specifically that was just a total i, I don't know it just like unlocked something in my brain was it, the the broomstick putter the long putter he said has made the game so much more enjoyable and he said part of that was like I always hated practicing putting because you spend so much time in this just hunched over bent over stance that hurts your back he's like with a broomstick I'm more upright the the tensions off my back he's like it's it's a joy to just go out and practice putting you know for however long and I, I think you start to build like that Hey, this is fun. Again. I enjoy doing that. That carries over onto the golf course. And it's just like, yeah, every time, like I'm standing on a putting green, like hunched, I'm like, this is just a very inherently uncomfortable position for me to be in. And there's strain on my back. So the broomstick, I want to go to the broomstick. I want to give it a try. I don't know if it'll make my putting any better. I feel like my putter's gotten better just going to the claw. Like I've, the yips are are pretty much gone. I'm not like a great putter by any means, but um, it's good to see it working for Will, and he looks comfortable. You know that uh, a couple times the the commenters were saying you know that ball kind of comes off the toe, but you see the mark on the ball and it's and it's rolling end over end pretty well. So um,
3: yeah, I'm I'm hopeful he's found something that works for him. Randy, you said that about, you know, enjoying the game more with the broomstick putter. And I got to say, I feel the exact same way about the driver. And this is the time when I let you know that this episode (laughs) is brought to you by our friends at Titleist and the most played driver model on the PGA Tour, the TSR. It has been in our bags for over a year now. I think it's safe to say we have seen a hugely positive impact on our games off the tee. First and foremost, if you want, if you're in the market for a new driver, go get fit. I was a scratch golfer that was not playing the right right driver through my own fault because I was lazy and did not go get fit. And I would you know, try with our old, uh, when we were with Callaway, I would just kind of roll over and try a new head with a, whatever shaft I had because listen, that, those offers were there for me to get fit and I was too lazy. The Titleist guys got us fit into what we needed. The answer to unlocking more distance, accuracy, and consistency off the tee. It looks different for everyone and making a purchase off the rack is pretty much a surefire way to leave even more yards and fairways hit on the table they offer four models the tsr1 tsr2 tsr3 and tsr4 that are engineered for different player profiles and swing styles a certified titles fitter can help you find the right model loft sure-fit settings and shaft combination to play your best golf you will not guess all that properly i promise you you will not guess all that properly you will not get there on your own if you haven't been fit you aren't playing your best golf it's that simple head to titles.com get the process started and find a Titleist fitter near you I didn't mean to cut off the Zalatoris con- uh, convo there but that was too big of an opening there
1: big and I had to take it I absolutely had to take it. No, um, it, you you're it, a, you guys raise an interesting point though. Why are some people it's not like Will has like a really dynamic personality but like why is some watching some people fun to play golf and some people not even though like the proximity they hit at the hole might be similar or even like I I do not want, have fun watching Patrick Cantlay play golf. But I have fun watching Will Zalatoris play golf. And I couldn't tell you the difference other than it's just like the eye test. It's just inherent to one of them sort of is I find enjoyable. I think if you don't
3: say dumb things off the course, you raise your profile tremendously, right? I mean, people think, I mean, Cantley has you know said some things and doesn't, and it's, it's so much of it too is just the demeanor you carry yourself in, right? If you just are mopey and kind of no energy, like you're just not going to inspire a lot of people yet when will's got it going he's got a little bounce in his step got a little rory in his step when he gets going from hole to hole and uh that drives so much of it i mean people don't like jt for a lot of reasons but one of which is just like he can get kind of mopey when things don't go his way and you know everything is always what was me when it's not going perfect and we don't really see that very much out of will and i think that drives so much of what uh just Kind of nat but without people thinking about it, that drives so much of how you end up rooting for or against someone. It's just their mannerisms.
1: So that's my guess. I will say, Sully, it's fun to watch Phil Mickelson play golf and he said a lot of dumb shit off the course. So i how be good the-
3: are his mannerisms? That, his that's, mannerisms he's are the great. Best point, he's the best case for all of that. I mean, <laughs> thumbs upping everyone, just wearing emotions on his sleeve, and he's never mopey out on a golf course. It's interesting, KVV. It,
0: it, it, I think it is the eye test. It's like going to look at a piece of art. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it about something that you know the viewer uh, attaches to and likes that they don't about another person? You know, I think it's a different thing in all of us. Rom, who I actually love, like Rom's personality. He's well spoken. I think he's a smart guy. But just watching him play golf, I've I've always said I, I don't enjoy it. I I don't really like his swing. It's very effortful. It's it's not like graceful and fluid. And
3: Rom stinks. Um, You've always said that. He's a uh, yeah.
0: It's just yeah. You compare <laughs> been it to out other on that guys block for a while, yeah. and it's like yeah. I like that. You know, it's like watching different jump shots, right? Why do Why do I love watching yeah. certain people shoot a golf ball or a basketballer? You know, baseball swings. I I don't know what it is, but I I do think there is something just inherent in all
3: of us that attaches to certain people for whatever reason. A question from TX Brew Dude Do you think Zalatoris shakes his runner up demons at majors this year and wins
1: one? I think this is a different question after this week than it was prior to this week because wins one? I I could see him contending. I just don't know that I'm not quite ready to say getting over the leap i I will say you you look at the strokes gain, saw i know this is this is your block but it seems like the strokes gain each week with the putter getting better and better for him it started out like a kind of a disaster and everyone's like whoa he fixed it with the long putter huh and like gradually he's gotten better and better and better until like i think he was gaining like two strokes on the greens this week that's pretty
3: freaking good his total for the week he gained 2.2 strokes 15th in the field this week Listen, the dude get, again, he's just one of the, and, and data golf did a great, uh, has a great graph, um, that I tweeted the, the image out today was like, who plays best is like, a you know, the, the Y axis is showing your play in major championships. The X axis is showing your play in regular tournaments and will jumps off the page as being like one of the best in the world at major championships and very normal in regular PGA tour events. Right. He's just like, he's kind of like a Brooks Kepka in that he's regard. New Brooks. Um, Mine, you know, he's missing five of the majors that Brooks has, of course, to, to this point. But I think they're on the same. I think they're on the same playing field. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could call me biased about that. Save it. But, uh, but like, you know, probably again, hate to do this to our guy, but Max is probably on the other end of that scale, right? And I think it. Mm-hmm. Zalators has played in nine majors as a professional. He has finished runner up in a third of those. Three times he's finished runner-up. Once, losing in the playoff. Nobody beat him over 72 holes. The other time, he thought he made the putt at Brookline. I thought he made it, too. And he finished runner-up to Hideki in 2021. Like, those are his major... Like, he could easily have three majors if the ball bounces a little bit different way. Uh, Top 10 and six of those nine. Um, And he has, yeah, a runner-up at the Masters, T6 at the Masters, T8 at the PGA, runner-up at the PGA, T6 at the U.S. Open, T2 at the U.S. Open. So, I... I'm gonna say I'll say it right now. I think Will wins a major this year. I, I, and this was not something I was willing to say before the season started, but uh, I I just think that there's that's not a coincidence that kind of a major record and one little sign like this of playing. This is a major championship style golf course. Like it, it is, it's not you know major championship you know rough and, and the, some of the things that go into that the setup for it. But uh, that level of difficulty that golf course to elevate his play like that, I will say he wins a major this year.
1: I just don't know. I guess. He's only won one PGA Tour tournament, right? Am, am I reading that? Remember that right? Like, that's a compliment are, like, to him. Correct. It's, it's a fake I, style of golf. I agree. It's not real. I agree. Well, okay. <laughs> it, may, it may have occurred on a green screen. I'll concede that. Uh, maybe it was on T, part of TGL and I just didn't even know it. I, listen, but I will say, doesn't like knowing how to win mean something? Like, I guess, like, you, Tiger always talked about, it, like, oh, you got to put yourself in position to win and then, like, figure out how to sort of get over the hump. And, and I guess what's holding me back on the Zal winning a major conversation is I feel like, yes, it's totally true. Like he's been right there, but also like he didn't quite get it done in those instances, right? Like Matt Fitzpatrick hit an unbelievable shot into 18 and will didn't quite do it. And Justin Thomas made the freaking shot on, uh, on 17 at Southern Hills, like drove that green, put it in, made that birdie, you know, made an unbelievable shot into 18. I just feel like I, I don't want to know if that's like a learned behavior or whatnot, but I guess I'm just having a little bit of hard time believing that a dude who has only won one time on the PGA tour could f- get himself in a position to win a major and feel like, Oh, I'm just going to put the pedal down. Now I'm going to take over. Now I'm going to win. Having not done that a ton of times. Is that fair? He, so you know, you I know said.
0: who my aspirational comp is for Zalatoris. It's, it's not Kepka. But it's a guy that won three times, but one won at Augusta and one at Oakmont. It, it, hopefully, later in life stuff is not a comp, but Angel Cabrera is somebody that, okay. uh, you know, Zalatorz could have a career like that where, you know, honestly, a I could see honor, him yeah. winning a, a, a Masters at some point in the U.S. Open. Like, he might not win that much week to week on tour. Um what about Ratif Goosen? But yeah, Retief Goosen. Yeah, your your point about learning to win is an interesting one because it's it's an idea that I really like. I'm just not sure what the quote unquote data would suggest. You know, I, I think it's one of those things that like it 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 sounds good when you need to use it, but is sure. it actually that important? I I don't know the answer to that. So it's certainly, yeah. it's
1: something that people say in other sports. Oh, yeah. he needs to learn how to win the big one, and maybe that's bullshit. But I may. I just want to throw it out there for discussion. Can I throw a little data at you on this? I just looked Please this do. up as we were talking.
3: Um, five times he has entered the final round of a, a tournament since he's made the PGA Tour. I eliminated Cord of this. Five times he's entered uh, the final round in the top five. Okay, and in those rounds he has posted a plus two point nine strokes gained, which is over one shot better than his normal strokes gained. So he has performed better <laughs> in round fours. That when he's been in the top five, then he has in, uh, uh in normal rounds of golf, right? So that's kind of data golf, of course, has a great pressure tool to, and you can filter it for top 10 rounds, top three rounds. When he started the lead, whatever you want to filter it with. Um, one of the most recent one being uh, absolutely stunting at the FedEx St. Jude uh, classic going two and a half shots over what he was expected to do on in route to hit his only win. Right. So but U.S. Open was one point six better than expected that final round to get pull, get within one shot of Matt Fitzpatrick. PGA Championship, he actually lost half a shot back to what he was expected. So that's the difference in winning one and not winning one. That's the only time, though, he has gone backwards, um, you know, it, when he's gotten into the top five going into a final round. So. It's not like he hasn't been able to close or just play well in the final rounds. It just it again every time you go get into contention, you are t- your, your probability of winning is not good, right? And you just have to get yourself into contention a lot of times for it to actually happen. And there's only one Tiger, of course, he, that's the outlier. To all that. He, so he may be a killer. He just maybe hasn't killed yet.
1: <laughs> He's it's premeditated. He's, <laughs> So Tom Cruise is out there about to arrest him for killing, uh, but yeah. he hasn't. killed doesn't till yet. I'll we need it. some pre-crime reports to
3: to come through. <laughs> uh, we'll give a huge shout to Luke List. Uh, had a fantastic tournament. He had a tough back nine today. Bogey the tenth holes. Bogey the twelfth holes. Bogey the fifteenth. After making uh, an eagle on the first, birdie three, birdie on three, birdie on five, birdie on seven. Uh, it looked like it was his tournament when he turned. He had it to 16 under Rory was in the booth at this time and said he needed to get it to 17 or 18 under, I believe is what he said. And of course, Hideki ended up winning it at 17 under. Um, so shot two over on the back nine. But man, that guy was in the depths of hell with putting. He, I mean, if you go look at his data golf page, he is I think the the article I read, I don't know if he beat this last year, but he'd never finished b- at better than like 150 second on tour and putting. He had the yips as of two years ago, he recorded like the fourth worst putting round ever recorded in, in the shot link era at the BMW championship in Delaware. I mean, he hadn't made a putt outside of two and a half feet or something that day. It was so <laughs> bad. So, so incredibly bad. Sick. He's always been an awesome ball striker, just has not been able to put number one in the field this week in putting. And, uh, I mean he looked like the best player in the world in that front nine this morning. He was making everything he looked at. Absolutely stuffing every iron shot. It did not last for him, but uh I'm 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 very very happy for him to to get dig his way out of the the depths of hell when it comes to putting
1: and can he give Scotty Scheffler a putting putting lesson at this point? <laughs> well, I someone was saying in their Slack that they could fix uh, Scotty's putting. Do you want to, to mention who oh, that yeah, was? I, could, I think okay. I, I could fix Scotty's putting and give me like okay. I give him one drill and I think he would
3: tr- just He's an incredible athlete, and he just turns like he gets uh, he gets so mental. And if you gave him like a free throw drill on the putting green, I think he'd be could be the be- he could be the best part in the world. If
1: if I got five minutes with him, wow! <laughs> I remember when Torino used to say that about Tiger, you know, or Gary Player used to say that. I, I could fix him in just one minute here. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd completely fix him. Meanwhile, Tiger's like multiple vertebrae being fused. He hasn't <laughs> talked about it yet. Like you know. Uh, well, I would love to see that. I mean, was it this week? I don't want to get to shuffle maybe totally yet, but was it this week that Scotty threw a ball into the, the jungle yes. there in, in a rage? Okay. I was unclear because whether we're that totally was totally fine. Or... We're
3: totally fine. I don't know why you're bringing this up. This yeah. is fake news.
1: Oh, Everything totally, is
3: fine. on yeah. the putting front. We're it's not, definitely not
1: upset. At we're all, not
3: yeah. even worried about it. I'm not worried about it okay. at all.
1: So. I thought maybe that was one of those new AI generated things. Like, <laughs> please put me a picture of a very frustrated, uh, pr- really good golfer throwing a, throwing a ball into the woods in anger. But no, I'm glad to know that was real. We'll get we'll get to
3: Scotty here in a second. Okay, um sorry. Cantlay, Randy, why don't you go? I feel like you're you're wound up and ready to go on Cantley.
0: No, Cantley doesn't bother me as I don't think as much as he bothers other people. Um TC. I, TC, yeah. Uh TC shout out somewhere in Montana at the moment. Uh <laughs> I, I think Cantlay, listen. Going out 64-65, I I think Riviera is just too difficult of a golf course to keep that up over four days. I I think kind of regressing, shooting 72-70 or 70-72, whatever it was, essentially even par over his last 36, is not the most shocking thing and it's not the most damning thing on this golf course to me um i'm sure he feels like he let a golden opportunity slip which he did but i'm not going to kill him necessarily for it like i would if this was more of a driver wedge birdie fest um but i don't know do you guys feel differently
3: randy that's so well said it really is this is a is dip- <laughs> no, seriously this is a different golf tournament right it's there's uh, you cannot just go like a, you know there's there's it's a slalom race you cannot just ski straight downhill for four days and you have to you, just because you avoided the barriers or whatever they call those damn things uh in the first two days does not mean that you're not going to the hit gates? them. the gates the sure yeah. it's not doesn't mean you're not going to hit them on the on the last two so that's a, a it's a, not a very fun take it's not it's way too reasonable but uh i think you're spot on there
1: well, I'm going to go with the other side. Sure, he sucked today. <laughs> he sucked bad. Okay, like there was no life at all. And I know he's not a very like animated person in general. But like we're just you know we're missing fairways right and left. We're hitting kind of indifferent chips. Like there was no at all like energy or urgency or anything. Like the whole this whole I read the transcript yesterday and uh, talking about him and Xander going to have a jolly old time because they're buds and you know they they've played together so often and all this stuff. They like, they their kind of energy in that droop couldn't have been freaking worse. was just absolutely painful to watch and so i don't really i i would be more interested in dragging him i guess if this was a major but this is just still more of the same from him like it's a prime opportunity for you to basically i was like man like it'll be neat actually if patrick cantley wins by like eight because then we have the sort of like a little bit of a villain back then we have sort of the person who some people like to annoy and he just shrunk from the moment it just absolutely went completely backwards it sucked and he sucked. And he and they were a group of half behind for much of the day. So I don't, I don't care about this timed par bullshit that I hear about all the no, time, so no. like That sucked.
3: No, they <laughs> they, they had caught bullshit. up by the time they got to I don't nine. Know about that at all. They got by the time they got to nine fairway, they were back in position.
1: They were out of position. This was like, could, was there any reason why they could possibly be so far behind, Trevor? Yeah, because freaking Catley's slow as shit.
3: <laughs> it was also Zalatoris and, Le- and Lucas were making everything they looked at while, while Cantley and Xander were sucking ass. Uh, in the final group and they caught up. So the slow play Twitter Calm down. Everybody Calm down. The broadcast ended like they finished in like three and a half hours today. Right. I mean, everybody calm down on that part. I, w- I won't disagree with you also on the, him absolutely sucking today. Cause he shot one and a half shots over the field average today, which was uh, not good. Not good. If you want to win golf tournaments and he did not look like it. I mean, I mean this literally, but did not look like he had any, any interest in winning that golf tournament today.
1: Uh, and look, uh, he, I get maybe not having a great front nine or whatever. You don't come out with like, but, but there was a time when he needed to like get his ass in gear and like go at a pin or do something like he just was completely seemed like he just didn't get care at all. And that's what's frustrating about him. That's why it's not as fun to watch him is because he, a round like that looks kind of similar to the good rounds. It's just like, other than the good golf shots, like he's just kind of like you know moping his way through things right like maybe that's the way he plays is great i get it but it's it's not for me man it's not my tempo i think it we got to at least go back to he
3: also sucked saturday right he he was not the same golfer on 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 the weekend as he was those first two days yeah. and Uh, again, back to like the, the mannerisms conversation, right? I mean, Cantlay is not going to appeal to anyone with the way he carries himself on a golf course. Right. I do. I I know I bring this up a lot, but I, I do always fall back on when we interviewed him like in 2020, I think it was, he was actually really insightful, really interesting. Uh, you know, before he kind of became this, whatever he's become here the last couple of years. And I always think about this whenever I, I have a tournament coming up, the way he approaches golf tournaments, he says, when I put the tea in the ground on Thursday, when it starts, everything is done. Like uh, the all the work, everything that happens from Thursday to Sunday is a reflection of the work I've put in. Like it's all kind of written in the stars, right? And I think that can be really a really good release of like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the lows. Like everything that happens now is all based on what you've done prior to this moment, rather than like tensing up over important shots or things like that. So I wonder if that leads a little bit of that to, you know, a a mopey Sunday afternoon was just like, yeah, everything's been determined for me. And, uh, you know, again, that's not going to be that appealing to people, but I always, I think that's a good, a decent tournament mindset, even if it's not going to be the most fun to watch Cody.
2: Yeah. yeah. The one thing that I want to add here, KVV, I'm actually echoing a lot of your sentiment here, but Cantley is also sick as shit, right? So I don't know if he talked Maybe. about it yesterday or today, but these guys, something happened no. to him. I don't know. It's spread around the entire event, just like speed, just like big cat, you know, tiger out there struggling. I guess he had a uh, hundred degree or, or higher mm. temperature today. So That's kind of why he didn't have it. But usually I'm I'm in your boat. Well, if you, you should have stayed out there and been one of these, uh, uh, you know, do you apologize?
1: KVV. Do you apologize? I don't apologize for escaping the influenza uh, wave. Epidemic. uh, But then 1918 flu has broken out here at the Genesis. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I, I just, you know what? I will say I had a lot of fun watching Cantley in that Bryson duel, the BMW. I, I was one of the last events that I covered for ESPN, I think. Uh, and that was like a, that was really like throwing haymakers. I was like, man, this Patrick Cantley dude, like he is standing toe to toe with Bryson who's hitting it 40 yards by him and he's totally unfazed and he's making all these putts from everywhere. That's the guy that I wanted and thought he was going to be. And he's just sort of been like not a killer since. So that's what's frustrating. I mean, look, if you're sick, I get it. It's whatever caterer they had bring in, or whatever they were, you know, holding hands and in prayer group or whatever. What was going around? I can't control that, but man, it just it was a bummer because I was psyched today to see an actual like something from him.
2: Uh, You were psyched to see something from him?
1: Like, does anybody get psyched to see? I really was. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I want to see Patrick Cantley dominate an event. When I, obviously the lead slipped away. This was a little bit like on Saturday feeling of like, if he's at, you know, if he's up by four, I want to see him just like pull away and be like that prick. Who's like, yeah, guess what? Like I, I just dominated the signature event. And I know a lot of people don't like me, but I kind of like that. The, the, the most interesting he's ever been was at the Ryder Cup when he could feel the negative energy from us. It's like what, what Patrick Reed used to do, just feed off of that. So that's what I wanted to see, and it just went the opposite direction. It's mm. really interesting because I I think as much as Patrick
0: Cantlay would make a great heel in the game of golf, and for a lot of reasons, I I think people think of him that way. There's something about him. I I don't think he's built for it. Like like he doesn't have yeah. that. To, to me at least, and I don't know the guy from, you know, John Doe, but I, it, it just seems like to me he's he's a he's almost too thoughtful, too smart to just fully lean into like, yeah, everybody hates me. I don't care. I, I just don't think he has that in him. Uh, the Ryder Cup is an interesting example. It, it was much more of a us versus them, you know, away playing in front of, European fans, um, but I, but I really struggle with him. I, I don't know KVB. I, I just don't think he has that mindset or that doesn't give a fuck to to him to to truly
1: allow him to be a heel on the PGA Tour. I just think what Solly's talking about about like the work is done, the temperament, like this is how everything is going to play out. It's it to me, it's like watching a baseball team that's like super into sabermetrics man like oh yeah like i'm just gonna take a walk here because that's what the percentages say like okay i get why like that's your approach and that you can tell me that that um is the best way to win tournaments and he's won several of them but it it doesn't have any of the entertainment product that i think that golf actually needs and that's where patrick Cantley loses me it's like i want to feel like i care when we're another i want you swinging at a high fastball sometimes because you got to make something happen and that's where I feel like it just he loses me. That's that's very fair. I don't know if I would use that. A walk's almost always a good result. I don't know if I would use that. I that, understand. Ter- I <laughs> I saw your reach back it was, for I that listen. one. <laughs> I'm wading into your territory in also strokes gained and a st- sabermetric uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm, on. I'm on thin ice here.
3: I get it. But uh, <laughs> how much vertical lift are we talking on this fastball that you wanted to swing at? <laughs> this exit velocity.
1: Get yeah, that so. spin rate up.
3: Um,
0: Let me ask you guys this: Were were you more disappointed? I, I guess. Today, were you more disappointed in Cantlay or Shoffley because I'm almost more disappointed in Xander why is that uh, well he, he for as bad as Cantlay came out I mean he still made nine pars on the front and he beat Xander by one shot like like Xander truly was never a factor I, I believe uh, I think when he made that eagle this on, tournament today
1: uh, 11 he was briefly like a factor
0: but then what and happens like right out. after that? Three
1: in a row after that.
0: Yeah, he just, to <laughs> me, he's the guy that's like, and then, you know, he, he kind of cleans it up at the end and he's going to get a, a, a T4 out of it. And, you know, a year from now, we'll be like, damn, he, you know, that was great. He finished T4 at Riviera last year. But it, t- to me, he is just, he disappoints me more than Cantlay because I, I think Xander is just as talented I trust Patrick more than I do Xander in, in big spots in in big tournaments. I, I don't know. Like mm. Xander to me is the poster child of like, mm. dude, this guy ain't it for like all the physical gifts for all the talent. I will never back him
3: in a big spot. I, I, I don't know how you can say that when Xander's, Major, I feel like we do this all the time. Xander's major championship record blows Cantlay's out of the water. I mean, Xander's got six top five finishes in major championships, right? Like, he at least... I feel like if you're going to be upset about like about Xander finishing T4, like how mad are you about Rory finishing T24, right? You're probably more mad about Xander than you are about Rory, and I don't know if that's right. I am more mad about Well, just because I think Xander has
0: more to prove week to week, maybe. It's a good point. He has better finishes in majors, but there's just something where it's like, dude, I just keep waiting for this big breakthrough. And it's seemingly, he just is never going to be the guy that I feel like everybody has wanted him to be or touted him to be.
1: I like Xander's swing more than I like Cantlay's. So I like watching him more. I actually think in my brief conversations with the two of them, i find Xander to be more interesting. I talked to him a little bit for a pod that's going to come out uh, later. uh, And he was quite compelling and sort of like funny. And I, I just don't, Patrick is really smart and he has like thoughtful takes on things, but he just, he doesn't ever give them up to, I look Xander showed a, like I think a lot of promise. Like he could have won that masters that uh, that tiger won. right? That was probably the best, the closest he's had to winning a major. He's, he's been a contender to gust a few times. I guess I just, I, I've i never had the expectation for Cantley in a major that he was actually going to win, just because I don't believe it. And I do feel a little bit like Xander should win. And so I guess I'm more disappointed in Xander when he doesn't. Uh, when he, and, and this, to me, like, if I'm going to think of one tournament where it's, like, you know, major adjacent, it's going to be Riv for whatever reason. And so that's why, I, I guess I get your take big about, like, Xander being like, I i do feel a little bit of disappointment in this this week. I, I want him to show him something. How long has it been since Xander won a, a tournament? It's, all, it's been what three, four years? I know you, we did this a little bit ago when I think I was off the last time. But it's been a while. 18. He's had one win in five he won, years. He won but. the Genesis Open, uh, the Scottish
3: Open in twenty twenty two. He won the Travelers in twenty twenty two. You know okay. he's got he's got two wins He's got as many wins, wins in five years. He's got as many wins as Speed does in the last six years. Uh, no he also won He won the zurich which doesn't count of course but the turn, tournament champions uh he won he won the hsBC he won the tour championship in the Greenberg. he's got seven tour wins since 2017 okay um withdrawn and I would say he he should have he could have easily won the masters that Hideki won 2021 the triple Hideki? on okay. 16 that was that was the one that uh sticks out the most but again another guy that just I don't think a lot of people feel a lot of emotion when he plays golf. Um, I think the next guy, which we're going to get to on the other side of this one, uh, I think some guys, people do feel a little bit of emotion. I don't know what it is. Uh, Maybe some indifference, but uh, I'm going to get to that. But listen, Big, I got to call you out for this one for being an influencer on this. Okay, You all know Roback, best fit, best Mm. feel. This hoodie I have on right now. I think you wore this at pebble was it uh this little yeah. uh, it's got the dots on like it like the red and yeah i loved it yeah, yeah. i was like well, how, damn how'd you get that one man put it on my list right they sent me one i love this hoodie they are fresh off new restocks of our favorite polos hoodies and q zips trust us when we say there isn't better gear uh for the golf course or if you're just out and about the fit the feel the quality it is perfect They are fresh off a restock of some of our favorite performance polos. The material is moisture-wicking. It's got great stretch. The collar is crisp. They fit so much better than those old boxy polos. Uh, They pair fantastic with uh, with their pants. Uh, The performance hoodies, I don't need to say anything more about them other than I probably should mix in some other uh, articles of clothing that I wear because I wear performance hoodies almost every single day. The Q-Zips are back. We love them. they got a great classic look, but with soft performance fabric that makes them incredibly comfortable. They're versatile. The Q-Zips will have you feeling good and looking good. And if you haven't already, it's time to load up on some Roback, both for yourself and for others. Use code NLU at Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's dot com. 20% off bottoms, Q-Zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. Get ready for the golf season with Roback. Guys, you're never going to guess. Uh, where Scotty Scheffler finished in strokes gain T to green
1: this week and where he finished in putting. Did he finish first in strokes gain T to green and second to last in putting Flip or them. third to we last really in close. Second oh. T
3: to green, dead last in putting. Dead fucking last. Dead last. <laughs> we so do this segment every single That's week, and somehow sick. it keeps repeating. putting is fine. The putting is fine, it Saul.
1: It's, it's a, find a new slam. But
3: this, this has to be it. Dead last signature event. This has to be it for a, a blade putter with this, a conventional grip, something has to change in the very next start, right? It has to be a mallet has to be a claw has to be a brooms. has to be
1: something different than what we just saw. It cannot, he cannot do, do you this think again. He's, he doesn't want to do that because then it will feel like he's panicking. Like, I think that's part of it that he's like, Oh, it's, it's long as long as he can crazy. live in denial that he's like, it's, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll come back one day and everything will be fine. Totally. I, I, in that but nut he's, but he's done it at
3: the highest level he's done it he's done it with a, a, a he was not 2022 he was an awesome putter he was incredible putter he was so good he won so much in this time of the year and he made like every eight footer he looked at and he looked truly unbeatable and something went away and dude i mean like his putt on the 18th hole i mean it wasn't again it was far, very far from a gimme it was a i know of course he stuffed it in there on 18 and he had 10 feet six inches I mean, the, I mean, it never had a chance. It missed like a foot low from 10 feet, like wrong speed, wrong line. I mean, we're not talking about somebody that's burning edges anymore. It is. And that's where I said, I truly think I could fix him. My favorite. I, I, I truly believe if he did this drill, it would fix him. My Let's favorite drill. When I, when I suck at putting, I, what I do is I'll put a T and it depends on how far away from the hole I get, but I'll put a T maybe like that far outside the hole on the left and that far outside the hole on the right. And all I'll do, I don't care how far past it goes, past the hole it goes, I will just do a drill to kid as many putts through that window, through that gate as I can. And as I go farther along, I'll dial it back to be like, okay, now my rule, I can't go more than three feet past the hole, right? And do, like, don't worry about it if it goes in, but just hit putts at the hole. With make speed instead of like trying to dime over the very front edge of the cup, he, he's just guessing on speed and line. It's a guess. He's not like actually trying to make them because he fears the comebacker too badly. Like he, he's not. It's not close. And I, 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 I I've been joking that I, you know I, I'm not losing faith in it. Like the, it's a bit at this point. Like the faith is gone. Like it is not <laughs> close to. It's not close to flipping at any point. Uh, I'm finally willing to go out a limb on this after 25 straight tournaments like this. But uh, he's just not an athlete when he goes to putt anymore, and something. Badly needs to change.
1: Do you think he will? I, I, I'm very. I think he won't. I think he's just going to keep like he's going to be the new Hideki, literally. Where it's five years of like just he just to me he seems like very much like if I just stay grounded in my faith, if I stay like committed to my thing, it'll all work out, everything be fine. And I'm just like, yo, dude, like a claw would be great. I don't think even the mallet. I mean, it's funny to hear Rory say he should probably go to a mallet in the booth. Uh, that's usually kind of a thing. Like you don't talk about other top yeah. players like shit. You you leave that stuff alone. Uh, but if it's that drastic, where even Rory's like, yeah, dude. Like I mean, other players have tried. Like Jordan Spieth putted with a mallet for a you know a couple tournaments. He said it just helped him reset and get back to like I could see my lines again better. And I I helped the bench that old putter and make it feel. I mean, he's tried other putters, but might be trying to just try to hold different kind of feel.
0: Yeah. New, new field, new look. I, I will, maybe he will make a change next week. If, if he is stubbornly refusing to make a change and still putting poorly, I cannot fathom why or what the motivation would be for that.
3: I, I do not understand that psychology. When is it Brad Faxon in time, by the way, like where, 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 where Brad, where are you at? We need you. Like we need you involved here. Right. I mean, I want to see Scotty dominate. I, I know a lot of people don't feel that way. I want to see. I mean, this it, the way he's hitting the ball is so outrageous. I want people to appreciate that. Like we're watching greatness for like eighty percent of the game, and he just can't handle the final twenty percent. And I, I don't know, man. It's it's fascinating. It really is. But I want to see somebody go win a lot, and like he's the the guy that's going to win a lot if somebody is going to do it a lot. So.
1: I don't know. I wanted to see I want to see it before the majors. Like that's this is when you gotta give it a try because you can't be like right. rolling up to yep the putting green at Augusta like he was last year and spending five hours there and like getting a little bit angry when you know Damon Hack asks about it or whatever. Uh <laughs> it's not it's not a problem, it's no big deal. And like, no, dude, it's we've seen a year of this now. I'll say that the um the fr- the
3: visible frustration was that was the most I've ever seen right of him just like yeah. flinging putters he flung a putter on Saturday threw a ball into the woods like the anguish is like he's wearing it now like I think he's he's got to walk off this week and say something's got to change so we'll see if it actually
1: does it's really I saw you know doing these deep dive historical things you learn like how much like things continue to echo throughout like time and history like Tom Watson struggled so much with his putting like as he got into his late 20s and 30s he was essentially Scotty, he was hitting the ball incredibly well, and he just could not putt. And it's like he he never really figured it out in the same way that he was before. But it's just like something happened to him when he was like young and free and loose and wasn't thinking about all his comebackers. And then all of a sudden, something crept into his brain, and he just he spent years being tormented by it.
3: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's, so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's gonna so be awesome. interesting.
1: An MC Hammer for
3: uh, for JT this week. He's been playing some good golf, so I, I don't I don't know if it's it's time to necessarily uh, hammer him for that. But disappointing in the in the he he's been playing the mule events really well. So disappointing at, at the signature event on a on a very real golf course for the performance he turned in. And then T twenty four for Rory, I thought was decently noteworthy. Of you know he won uh, over in Dubai and had a runner up over in Dubai to start the year. And then comes over and does uh, gets a T66 at Pebble, which is like an MC at a, at a uh, you know a signature event. And T24 this week is is not the start we we're looking for uh, for Rory out of this year. But
1: um, I'm wondering if at- he did win the pro am at, at Pebble. Just to be clear, that's you know, true. He brought a sandbagger in and and won the pro am even though he shot like <laughs> what plus one or something like. <laughs> What a, what a sandbagging situation that was! <laughs> My God. Listen, I mean, some of the ham and egg
3: might have worked out really well. Who knows? Maybe you, yeah, you never know. So. But um, just some <laughs> sloppy stuff from him. I mean, he had a you know had it going decent. It was three under through ten holes on uh, on Thursday, but made a double and a triple back to back on fifteen and sixteen. As week looks a little different if he doesn't do that. But I, I, I do wonder if you can kind of view this whole run up for Rory, this whole plan for Rory of just like, yeah, I'm going to play a bunch before the Masters, and you know it. it if he sucks leading all the way up and wins the masters, none of this matters, of course. And maybe he's treating this as like, dude, none of this matters. I've put too much emphasis on these tournaments and I've not been the most ready for Augusta leading up. I don't know. That's reaching for something there other than, uh, you know, he's taking a different approach this year. Of course he takes different approach every year leading up to the masters, but would obviously like to see him playing some better golf, but, uh,
1: that is not here yet as of February, uh, 18th as we record this. So, I think that's a fair thing to say, though. So I think he's like trying to just keep it all even keel, like not get too worked up, not to get too stressed. I mean, he was I talked to him a little bit this week and seemed to be feeling you know fairly good. Like his game wasn't in great shape, but it wasn't in bad shape by any means. It's close. He's driving it pretty darn well. I think he led the field and, uh strokes getting off the tee for most of the tournament. Anyway, I don't know if it slipped at the end, but uh, you know he just needs to kind of tighten up the irons a little bit and stop making you know some dumb mistakes i mean he i I think in some of those things where he what he lacks is patience sometimes where he's like oh shit i'm in a tough spot Ah, you know what let me try to rip this like four iron over the top of this tree oh shit like i just made triple well that's not great damn like uh well you know and and i think he's a little bit more he certainly developed a lot more patience in majors over the years where he's like i know i don't have to you know try to throw this ball way up i can just take bogey here i can kind of Move along, and that's helped him become a lot better, you know, major player overall. Instead, he doesn't have the sort of variance, but I think he kind of gets a little bit bored to be honest. In some of these tournaments, it's like, ah, you know what, let's just go for this because why not? Doesn't matter. Uh, I
3: I think it is the reason I I thought I wanted to at least pause on this for a second is Riv is a. Good I mean, it's a couple months away. The master's a couple months away. Lock obviously a can change between now and then, but it's a decent course comparable in terms of like the patience that's required and the precision that's required on these approach shots, getting the right tiers, to miss in the right spots, you know, to use the proper contouring, to not leave yourself an impossible up and down, you know, not a uh heavy rough not being a big factor on this course. And, you know, again, if you If you looked at, uh, like the course history tool and data golf Riviera, like its third, most similar score is Augusta, right? Like it's, it's very similar kind of style of test. And so you want to see him go through like the double black diamond technical skiing and, and, and kind of give us a tease that he's going to be able to do that in a couple months. And that didn't happen this week. That's, um, just, I think that's, that's not nothing is this was real, real golf this week. And, uh, You know that that's what that's what makes the Zalatoris thing super interesting to me. But we'll see in a couple months. He
0: had such a weird day one that I felt like just kind of put a uh, fog over the rest of the event for him. I mean, what was it? He doubled fifteen, tripled sixteen, and then I know he birdied seventeen and then bogeyed eighteen. It's like, dude, what what are like what are we doing? You you
3: did that a pebble. You can be patient. What's that? He did that at Pebble. I mean, he had the 500 at Spy and then just, just lit himself on fire on the back nine of that opening round. Yeah, I, I guess just you're. it's like, dude, you're, you're too good to... It, without
0: hazards in play, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I understand, like, oh, you caught the water going for a shot or whatever, but to, to go double, triple uh, without any penalty shots on back-to-back holes, it, it's just like, dude, you're, you're too good to do that. It's it just a little bit unbecoming.
1: Which is a shame because then he's like he's out of it the rest of the week. Yeah, he did say he was working with Bannon a little bit this week to sort of get his game tightened. So you know, kind of in a little bit of a transition thing, maybe just working on. He doesn't usually. He's not one to usually bring the coach out and work with him like while he's in on tour. So you know, maybe just getting the things a little bit tightened up and it's figuring out the feels.
3: El Cat, El Tigre, El Gato, I should say. Um, Of course, tournament host this week. Carted a seventy-two in the opening round, pretty meh round, uh, highlighted by a cold, cold shank, uh, where he presented Hazel uh, thanks to <laughs> thanks to a uh, I presented Hazel. <laughs> Well, presented a first. <laughs> yeah, my, he,
0: back spa- my back was My backman had been spasming for like three holes. And I was just over the ball and I presented a <laughs> first. And that's what, you know, that's what it's happened. Oh, it a shank. Oh, I, sh- oh, I, I shake oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: so.
1: definitely. definitely. Uh, he gave yeah. us a vintage Oh, tiger.
3: <laughs> after a bad shot on Thursday, and it made me so happy. Uh, it was good to have the cat back for as long as we did. He uh, he withdrew with the 1918 flu or uh, influenza, as he called it. Uh, a great anti-Falto tweet about uh, how it sounded like Woodrow Wilson addressing the nation on his health or something <laughs> uh, like that. But had the shits, it looked like, and uh, withdrew after 6
1: seven on the 7th uh, tee <laughs> on Friday, which... It's can't tough. have those Sunday red pants getting Sunday brown. Tough. So it was going to be a tough scene. Mm. This is mm. fancy cashmere pants that he was rolling out. It's uh, mm. tough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's fun. Feeling good. Um,
0: what, what bad luck can we just like if he really got the flu I guess we're buying that right do we buy he got the, I, I guess we have to right I, don't I think know.
1: with other people getting sick
0: like if with yeah, it makes being it sick, more plausible. being
1: sick it's it seems like what is what is know, you, it was going like, around
3: sports world in particular but the human natural thing when somebody says they're sick people just don't believe it like no matter what people yeah. just don't believe it. I guess it's just I, that no I think people rightly distrust tiger in his camp th- that's and fair I but almost always for that almost always people. Like, yeah, if I'm sick it's like it'd be like oh he's out he's out sick he's out sick today can't come into work uh yeah everybody always always assumes people are faking it i have a tendency to get overly descriptive when i'm sick like dude i got the like you would not see me at the course i got the runs today people like dude i don't need to know that but i'm not i'm not faking it i'm not faking it um that's fair the the tigers camp has given uh given plenty of reason to not trust it uh but i
0: mean just what like what bad
1: luck for there to be a bug going around you know like that (laughs) It was sucked. weird, too. I mean, I was flying. I had left, uh, you know, Friday mid-afternoon, so I didn't get to see the ambulance rolling up. Uh, that was a weird scene where, I, you know, you didn't know, like, it, was he really sick? Was he, like, having, you know, chest pains or something? Like, why isn't an ambulance rolling up to Riv? They wouldn't let any of the media in the clubhouse or, like, holding it off. It's, like, a, just, it seemed like a very weird uh I was going to say, it was a paramedic truck. Excuse a <laughs> paramedic truck. The official... Uh, yeah the official that, name of it that was that was a weird scene and yeah. until like they came out with the whole you know sick thing i think my honestly my worry was like oh shit like is he having some sort of like heart trouble or something you know like why is an ambulance showing up here and he's you know he, who knows like his it just it was weird and i'm glad that it wasn't a big deal hopefully and but i, I get your i do think so like people say that a lot all the time like oh Dude, it's definitely faking it. Rider definitely Nobody not, gives a shit know?
3: that the US team didn't was had a bug. Like no, oh, oh they're just faking it. Oh, sure, that's an excuse. Yeah. And are
1: soft, yeah.
3: Uh how? Yeah. How how? Tell me this, guys. How? How was it fire truck number 69 that pulled up? How is that possible, <laughs> possible with the cat? How is that because- possible? <laughs>
0: You know, every now and again, I was just going to say, there's there's things that happen that just tell me there is a higher power. (laughs) Somebody looking down, laughing at at all the, you know,
3: frivolous stuff going on. Like, There's no chance. It was number 69.
1: There's no, (laughs) there's zero chance that it was number 69. (laughs) So uh, to get be serious about tiger, like he looked fine. He didn't look incredible in any sort of sense. Uh, he's got to probably play somewhere else, right? Before the masters, does he play the players? He's still in the players. I think he I had has a big to. discussion with this. We're playing once a month. Uh, he, I think he's, he's got to too. He said, I'm playing once a month. And
3: yeah, this was not a leg or back pullout. I know his back was spasming, but like, this does not seem to be the same. You know, I need to be up on ice for a week after I play four days of golf. Like we, he's got to play the players. If he, there's no point in playing the masters if you're not going to come in with some kind of reps leading up into it. Right. And I know you're obviously praying for a ridiculous miracle at this point, but yeah, you got to come play the players. It's a decent fit for you at this stage of your career. It's a flat golf course. It's not going to be crazy hot. It's not, uh, probably not a ton of elements. I mean, sometimes in March it is, but, uh, Bay Hill, I think would be a disaster with the thick rough. Yeah, like that know. would be, do not do that. Narrow fairways. And Bell's, Bells bar. Bro.
1: Maybe. Valspar could maybe. be,
3: I, I'd be surprised if he skipped play. Like I think he'd rather have it farther out than the masters than Valspar, yeah. like a little bit more. Yeah. I know I just said he doesn't need the same rest, but I'm sure he probably looks at it like he would, uh, you know, uh, an extra week is better than not having it. But, um, I, 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 would no intel, no Intel at all. I'm guessing he plays the masters. I will predict that he plays them. I'm sorry. The players, I bet he plays.
1: My wish for him, whether it was the players or the masters is that he would just basically play like a nine hole practice round. Like he doesn't need to know more about Augusta. There isn't anything there. I think that he's going to learn. And it just whatever like exhaustion that he might be able to save himself from. Just just play nine holes like on Wednesday, or you know just chip and putt. Like play in the par three with Charlie. Do whatever. But don't like go out there and be like, all right, I got to play eighteen. I got to play eighteen tomorrow. You know who knows with him. Got to get a full. You know work out in the gym, getting on, see if I can, you know, get a PR on the bench, like whoever, like he just needs to chill in some of those situations. And if he he wants to have any chance, like, I don't know, I've been a cynic and a skeptic about whether he has any chance to win another major for a while. And I I probably should sort of stay on that uh, path, but uh, just to be consistent, but if he is going to have a chance of doing it, I think he really needs to stop like being a hardo in some of these tournaments and like just kind of save himself for the actual tournament.
3: Um, does anyone want to be public defender on this next bit? As we get into, uh, what happened with, uh, our guy Jordan Spieth on Friday afternoon, I have a feeling we're all going to be on the same side of this. I don't correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I I can play devil's
1: advocate. Okay. I could fake it, but I don't believe it. (laughs) Uh, I get a lot of knuckleheads in my mentions this week about it. So Jordan Spieth was
3: disqualified from the tournament on Friday afternoon after signing an incorrect scorecard. I think there's two conversations here and some people are are conflating them. Some people don't think it is the same conversation, but I think there's two conversations here. There's a lot of people out there claiming that you shouldn't have to sign your own card. You shouldn't, it's a, it's a, you know, silly process in 2024 players shouldn't be responsible for this. That's one and two is a disqualification too strong of a penalty for signing an incorrect scorecard is, is, uh, you know, question number two. So starting with one, is this an antiquated rule? Should players have to sign, a scorecard uh, and add up their tally and report to it to a scoring tent uh, after a round of play on
1: the PGA Tour at the highest level. Look, all right. So I got worked up about this. I know you got worked up about this, Sully. My feeling I very much. Up. Is, like, I just
3: I, people like go. This you is just, a strange
1: okay. hill to die on. I'm like Don't, no, tell them s- I wasn't. Up. Tell them I wasn't worked this is up. This
3: a very. I, <laughs> this is a
1: simple take here. Don't put in the paper that I was mad. <laughs> I got a little worked up because I think it's a basic like honor thing. Like it should be that you are attesting to your own score. That's a big part of golf. That to me kind of matters. And I like that it is – I like teaching my kid about that this is an essential part. This is like a, a really good teaching opportunity for like when you're trying to teach your kid to play golf. Be like, yo, you have to make sure that you sign for the right score. That's a super important part of it. That way the rules are the same all throughout top to bottom. To be honest, I think that most of the people who are bitching are just gambling dorks. They are so mad that they were had Spieth for a top 10 or a top 20 this week and that they didn't get to have that. There's this stuff about, oh, you know – it's an entertainment product. We have all these people to sort of, you know, keep the score anyway. Where do we draw that line? Like, do you have, you don't have shot link cameras in the U S open, uh, you know, qualifying rounds. You don't have them in Monday qualifiers. You don't have them in 98% of college golf. So where do we say that? Like, okay, it's okay for the, you to test your score here. But if you fuck up when you're a pro, then that's, you know, that's totally fine because we'll save your ass. Like it's, it just, it made me laugh that some of the biggest, like libertarian individual rights. People were like, wait, 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 I need to be saved from you no, know, I need someone to, to help me out in here because I, I can't possibly attest to my own score here. No, you fucking can, because that's what we do. Every single time we play golf in a serious keeping score kind of way is make sure that you actually scored what it says on the card.
0: The, the, the public, the, the public would like to say, Kevin, where do we draw that line? We draw it at the PGA tour. I, I think it's very dumb for us to be relying on a, a player having to properly keep his scorecard and the punishment being a disqualification. We'll get to that one.
3: Let, 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 everybody, that one
0: though, everybody's score is being kept by volunteers, an army of paying volunteers all around <laughs> the golf course. We, we know what these guys no one loves volunteers more than you, Randy. We we know exactly what shots they've hit. We, we have the shot link data for every shot. To, to, to boil it down to, you know, Jordan Spieth needing to turn in a correct scorecard is kind of dumb at an event like this. You know, I think an analogy is you grow up uh, playing youth basketball and everybody knows the home team is responsible for keeping the scorebook. Right. And, and that continues. Well, guess what? When you get to the NBA, you have a, an official there whose sole purpose is to keep the score keep the official book for both teams. It is not the, still the onus of the home team to keep the official book. At just a certain point, it's like, I understand it's a great part of the game of golf, and it's a wonderful thing to teach your daughter. And everybody should, you know, attest to their score because for 99.999% of golfers, you need to keep your score in whatever competition you are, you are participating in. In a PGA Tour event, in a signature event at that, it's dumb. Is this how you actually feel, or is this a,
3: was that a public defender? I, was,
0: bit? I, I thought that was a pretty good public that was, case. That was, right? good. that was a good public defender. I couldn't
3: tell. I, I was like, yeah, you got me convinced. How many, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you with this. How many how many balls are in play at a, at a basketball game, a high school basketball game, Randy? The answer to that is one. I'll save you that. Um, there's 80 balls in play at the same time for a signature event all over the place, right? You go out on a walk, right? And sure, there's cameras that follow, and they catch 90% plus of speed golf swings, right? But... Uh, I promise you every golf swing from Eric Cole was not watched by the same person uh, all week or watched by camera, you know, caught by cameras. And there are walking scores that come with them, but they are volunteers. and it it's all to say, like Eric Cole, when he finishes his round, he is not going to blindly trust that, you know, let's say he had a a, a rules incident, a scoring incident. He took a drop somewhere. And those walking scores usually aren't going up to players and caddies mid-round and asking them what they got on the hole. Was that a free drop? Whatever's going on. Like, stuff usually does get recorded well. There are shot link errors. There's scoring errors all the time on all kinds of tours all over the place. But at, no matter how you think it should be done, if you don't think players should write down all their numbers, whatever, no matter what, at the end of the day, some like, the player is going to want to check what is getting recorded as their score. No one knows it better than that player slash caddy. What the score is, right? And the process is very it's pretty easy, right? Like the competitor writes down all the numbers, the player writes down their own scores. They tear off the bottom of their card. And again, this is this is common for people that play in tournaments. But if you don't and don't understand how this process works, you keep your own score on the bottom, and there's a little tear-off sheet on all PGA tour cards. You tear it off and then you line it up with the uh with your whoever's scoring your card and you look at each hole. And if every hole is right, no matter what's written in the totals, you're fine. Like right, so you will sign the card once you line up all of those, and then they'll check it with you. Like the the, the scores will check it with you. Checked everything. Everything is right. Jordan, did you shoot sixty eight. Yes, I did. Boom, boom, done. Ready to leave scoring. So the, there's safeguards in place here. So, the mistake that was made here, and I, this is from uh, from sources close to the situation. Jordan came in after his round. He was in a big hurry. If you couldn't tell, he's running up the stairs on Friday. He gets there before Tom Kim, who kept his card. Uh, He checks. He tears off his part of the card. He checks his numbers with the official scorer there, which matched up. What was in the system was right. Uh, Tom Kim came in with his card, and Jordan signed the card without checking his tear-off card with what Tom Kim had written down and left the scoring error area. That's a double, like a double. If he doesn't do both of those things, this gets caught. If he stays in the scoring area, Tom Kim turns in the card. The the official scorer that's checking it would say, "Hey, discrepancy on number four. What's the right number here?" They would have corrected it to three. Sign an adjustment to the card. All good. You can't, by the time that they had caught the error, Spieth had left the scoring area. Maybe because he had the shits, apparently, <laughs> which was part of it. But Jordan should not have signed the card. There's not a hurry here. There, doesn't. There's no time limit on how long to sign your card need to go run to the bathroom and come back. You totally can. He made a fatal mistake. I'm sure he was probably mad in the moment and probably came to realize, yes, I'd made the mistake that was totally my fault. He owned it on social media. This is part of the process. It is, is the, is the penalty harsh? Yes. I would say, I mean, it does seem like a two shot penalty would probably address this. And, you know, he could probably play the weekend, which everyone involved in golf would have appreciated that. But uh, there is a reason why there is that whole process, and the same would have been if there was a walking score keeping all the scores. The dude that is responsible for it is going to want to check that. If you've ever been to a tournament and you see who these walking scores are, my mom is a volunteer at some of these tournaments. I love my mother very much, but like she doesn't keep the score. But like the volunteers, they're trained up, sure, but like they are still volunteers. Like you want to know exactly what is getting reported as your score, and that's how golf works.
0: I just, I the the, the public just feels between the player themselves. The, the volunteers, their competitors, like we, we know with the technology available, we can come to the absolute truth of what somebody's score should be. And so that it just seems silly that Jordan Spieth stepped out of this designated scoring area. You know, I'm picturing like the scene in Field of Dreams, right? Like he Moonlight Graham crossed over this this line and sorry, Jordan, now you're disqualified because you happen to be in the locker room taking a shit probably. Like, it, it just, like, where do we draw the line where this is like, okay, that seems pretty arbitrary and silly. He was most likely still on premises. Like, can we not get this figured out? It just seems like in this day and age, it, it, it it's, it's a rule. I understand why it's a rule. I understand why it's a rule at every level of golf. It, it just, for the PGA Tour, being an entertainment product – Seems like we can
1: maybe find a solution that's that's more workable. I just think people cared about it because it was Speeth. Like they didn't care about it when it was Kaimu Johnson or whatever uh, earlier when the last year when he's gotten for an incorrect scorecard. Like it, it just, it strikes me as like something cheat. that we just have to. He was cheating, well, KVV. Uh, I, uh, how, we don't know that. I don't think we can say intent, like cheat, whatever. Like he he could have had a brain fart or whatever in the same sort of sense. But like the, the thing is, I, I guarantee Jordan was not trying to cheat. But how do we know? Like we can't prove intent on, all, on any of these things. We can't be like, well, Jordan's a good guy. He would never do this. And suddenly such this such person's a bad guy. They were trying to cheat to, to make the cut. That's why you have to get it right. That's why you have to have someone attest to it. That's why you have to sign it. Those are all things that like, the consistency of it matters because we can't be like a sign. Oh, I don't know. Like, were you trying to make the cut or not? Like, I don't, that's those situations. You take the that emotion out of it. You say like, no,
2: you either did or didn't make that score. I agree. The only thing that I'd add there to, to put a little sprinkle on top of it is uh, once sign scorecards are signed, that's the end of it. There's no more. Oh, rules official getting involved and we can assess a two stroke penalty later on the next day, as we've seen mm. have happened on every mm, single agree. professional okay. tour that you see. So if they can play it that way, they should be able to play it this way too.
1: the committee the, well, tiger should have come in and used the committee rule that Augusta used to keep him. Exactly. In the, and the, the tournament chair decides that uh, the, he is allowed to continue. <laughs> it's an invitation. I,
3: I think there's some really strong, some uh, s- symbolism that comes with the signing of this, right? Like it's, you're verified it. You checked it like, and speed didn't check it. Like, this, this almost happened to me a couple years ago a tournament. I, uh, I had not left. I thought I i'd signed for an incorrect card. Turned in the card, and they were reading it back to me. I'm still at the table. They're reading it back to me. And they said whatever, 71 do you shooting, and it was actually 72. And I we corrected it on there. And I thought the guy that was scoring was just doing me a solid. And it turned out like no, like if I hadn't left the scoring area, right? So I that that, that extra step in the process of like let's let me check what you have here. Does this sound right to you? And I had one. I had something written wrong on there. Like it can happen. It really can. Especially what if- we need what we need is bathrooms in the scoring. Why don't, yeah, why don't we just have a out. larger we need scoring? Oh, don't yeah. sign it. Don't sign it. If you, if yeah, you're in a hurry, it, yeah. like, uh, like I'm a uh, dude that he exposed himself there. It's Jordan's obviously one of my favorites. He knows this though. Like this is, this is a part of the golf. I'm like you sure you can say it's antiquated. And you know, this is exactly why golf needs to change. I,
0: I thought the nut of the question though, was does it need to be a part of professional golf? I, I, and I, I think that's the crux of it
3: though. And I, I, so where I th- I thought about this a lot this weekend, Randy, like there is so much professional golf played where there's not shot link all over the place. Right. So I think it's sure. more confusing if you have, no, we have shot link this week. Don't need to sign anything. And then, Oh wait, at spyglass, we didn't have shot link, but pebble we did. So now we that's have a mixed procedure a or here on, like, on dude, the entire is- LPGA
1: tour. We don't have shot link. So dude, it, like you
3: signed your card in the tournament. Like that is how you report your score. Like that's, 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 how it applies. And it, again, this is an outlier situation that this happened. And 99.9% of the time, it is not an issue. And there are safeguards to prevent this. Jordan like skied around them. I don't know why me. So many skiing analogies. Maybe TC's trips got me all in a, in a skiing mood. A <laughs> uh, so.
1: little weird. So like the third time in the last four years, he's been DQ'd from a tournament. I mean, like the, really? there was the thing with Stenson at the hero where they played from the wrong. Tees. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the J the JP McManus, where he scooped a putt instead of, uh, you know, tapping it in, uh, thinking that like his score didn't matter, didn't count, whatever, and forgetting that there was like an individual portion, and he got DQ'd from that. I like they're all different circumstances. They're all kind of silly, different brain farts, or whatever, in their own way. But like, it just seems like he ought to be a little bit, you know, more on top of it after the you know the McManus thing and the, the hero thing was whatever. The supposedly the that was a very funny thing with him and Stenson explaining the, why they played from the wrong tees and the guy who. Was there we supposed to tell him? Didn't know what it was and whatnot. Not, so that, that was. Did they get DQ'd or just penalized that. in that? I don't know if they got DQ'd in that. I think they got DQ'd. I think their score ultimately didn't count. I I read something. Someone uh, someone in golf media tweeted. This is his third two-stroke penalty. The last, they got a two-stroke so. penalty in 2021 for that. Yeah. Well, then that I, that's why you shouldn't reach shit on Twitter. Is because there's a lot, a lot of it's just made up AI stuff. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna audit that <laughs> shit. I'm an auditor at heart i uh, glad you didn't sign that take, KBB. Boom, I'm glad you, you
3: didn't right. sign right. that. Until our, the, the end of the show. It is, area. Yeah.
1: Like, Do you think Cody checks, checks our takes and makes us <laughs> it?
3: On that note, why don't we get into our uh, our next little segment? We got a couple other things to get through to from Riv. But listen, in golf, when bad shots happen, there's a mulligan ball. And when fire, water, or other damage happens, there's Serve Pro. Thankfully, the pros at Serve Pro know how to make any mess, both on and off the course, like it never even happened i want to thank surf pro for our new segment the mulligan surf pro of course the number one choice in cleanup and restoration they do construction too they have over 50 years of experience helping people recover from disasters they're here to help 24 7 just call one 800 Surfpro. they specialize in cleaning restoration due to floods storms fires mold and more you may not think you need them right now when disaster hits you, you're gonna think of Servpro, number one choice. Cleanup and restoration. They do construction too. Servpro.com or call one eight hundred pro today. We are going to do a segment. We are we are going to ask for some mulligans, uh, for some takes, some things we've said, whatever we've done. I'm happy to lead the way. If if the, right. I, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll go first because I know Cody has my uh, I can All see right. he has my my clip queued up. I I I would like a mulligan. I'm the I'm the cooler man. I just cannot stop jinxing people on Twitter. I cannot stop. And I would like a mulligan on a couple guys this week. Uh, Spieth went out hot, uh, went out firing. Of course, I, had, I just had to get the tweet out. I thought, you know, after our conversation last week, he was uh, had it to five under on the opening nine. I said, I want you to put the word out there that we back up. We not back up. And almost immediately he fell down the leaderboard and then got himself disqualified from the tournament. I'm just, I, I, I had the absolute Cooler.
1: Uh, Max comes really out real string, stringer, bell situation. In fact, you <laughs> I don't know will spoil for the wire, but you know, it, it's, you, you stringer bell who uh, had that quote and you kind of let him a similar fate. So, uh,
3: Max came out after, you know, a really tough opening round. He shot 73 was two over. Uh, he shot 65 though on Friday and opened round three with an Eagle, uh, got himself to six under par making a run at this tournament. And I just had to alert everyone. I had the pro. Here he comes, like, rising up the leaderboard. He bogeyed the next three fucking holes. Like, I cannot stop doing it. Uh, and today, I don't know if we have the – I don't think we have the images for this one. But I said, I think it's Willie Z time. And Hideki just went absolutely apeshit. Uh, and Hideki uh, – and Willie Z pulled one to the bunker immediately after I said that. So I'm the cooler. Anytime I, I tweet anything, I just fuck everything up. So I apologize. <laughs> I All think right. I think
0: Spieth, you Thank know, don't you. beat yourself too much over Spieth. Speeth would have been only like two back of Hideki going into the weekend, I believe. You never know. Maybe Speeth had a had a sixty Sunday,
3: sixty two. No, out. but his his Friday round was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like that's exactly what I was saying last week. He he doesn't it doesn't last seventy two holes with him. It just does not. It's too. Yeah. It's too, you know, it, it, just not playing the odds. Randy, you got next? Yeah, to- uh, yeah, I'll go.
0: My mind's mind's a bit quicker. You know, I I. Going into our happy hour on Wednesday, I I knew we needed to make a definitive pick to win the tournament. I I was obviously planning to make Will Zalatouris my valentine. uh, But I went chalk. I went with the easy pick. I picked Justin Thomas. You know, he he had good form coming in. And I I, I would like a mulligan on that pick. I should have gone with my heart, my true heart, my valentine, Will Alatoris. And I think nothing encapsulated like jt's week than uh, this picture on screen he's up against the uh the fence i believe at the driving range plays a shot where he banks it off the fence to try to get back in play and i'm like i was hey, right well, there
1: actually for this it, yeah. i was like what the fuck just happened did they like a <laughs> shotgun go off i could not i couldn't see behind the crowd like what was happening i didn't realize that he had tried to bank it uh, until it we I mean, banked it about four feet so yeah, which you know, like what's
0: he gaining over just taking an unplayable and moving it, you know, uh, a club length or whatever. Um, I thought I thought that plus just a chef's kiss uh five minutes for him where he missed a three put a three foot birdie putt to start his round two on number one and then immediately double cross snipe hook off the tee on number two. I'm like, yeah, nice pick. Wish I had
1: that one back. Mm, mm. Kev, what do you got? Uh, You know, so we've had a lot of fun doing these uh, deep dives. Uh, Got a lot of fun comments about our 97 majors recap. Uh, I said in my, uh, I guess, haste that Congressional was hosting its first major championship. This was, of course, Ken Venturi erasure. Uh, He had won the U.S. Open there. I got a lot of notes from people. I'll probably will never get to play congressional now, Uh, but a lot of people sort of shaming me. For saying, you know, you dummy, you you didn't realize that this was not the first major. Uh so uh mea culpa for that. Uh that that was my bad. I will not apologize, Randy, for any of our ball knower takes. Uh, I think I stand by all of those. Uh if you haven't listened to our, our ball knowers wrap-up yet, uh, folks, I encourage you to Randy and I had our little bit of a trial that we put on. For, the, for Mr. Shanahan, uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I'm good. No more apologies. A lot
3: of people saying you guys left it, let him off easy. A lot of people saying that is all I'm going to say. I haven't finished it yet.
1: There, there was some of that, I don't know. I mean, I felt like, I, I feel like the rational take, though, is is that Kyle is not entirely to blame. I think, obviously, TC and Push have some strong uh, effusive praise of Kyle that goes over the top a little bit too much. I felt that Big and I ultimately were able to divorce ourselves from the emotion of that and to stage a fair trial. And if it's nothing that we like more than a fair trial pick. No, no. It, it with when you're up on that bench, it,
0: it comes with great responsibility. And I I tried for to sure. take that to heart. Thank you. I, I guess one late mulligan, Cody, I didn't even think about this, but for however many times I confused Live with a Riv on our Wednesday happy <laughs> hour, I'd like about that 19 great. mulligans for that. Oh, that was
1: that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, Do you think Liv would have DQ'd Spieth if he had signed the wrong scorecard? I can see Liv trying to get around the whole scorecard thing and just being like, oh, no, he's still in the tournament. He's good, man.
3: Scorecards? Haven't you seen these weird colors we put on our leaderboard on our website? (laughs) Nobody knows what
1: they mean, but that's how we keep score. All he's got to do to get back in is shotgun a beer, dog. (laughs) That's all he needs to do.
0: (laughs) Listen, I'd I'd listen to that rule. Shotgun a beer on the first tee.
3: Yeah, <laughs> A few other things from Riv. The fourth hole is a uh, you know, question from Hercula muffin. Uh, the fourth hole stinks, right? It does. in it's current iteration. I, I've tried to talk myself into it. And now it's kind of fun watching bomb it over the green, try to get up and down or, you know, try to a forced scramble on a par three is an interesting thing, but it should be such a cool hole. The Kakuya has just taken it, taken all the fun out of it and everything just lands short in the, in the Kakuya, uh, in front of the green, leading it to not get there. And if you land it all the way up on the green, it runs through. You're just relying on luck at a certain point. And uh, I, I think it's time to... From from, I can't remember where I either read this or heard this when I was there last year about... Like, all right, well, why is there Kakuya there? And it's like, it's pretty unavoidable, it sounds like. It's going to creep in and get there no matter what they try to do with any grass types around there. So if that's the case, I'm fine with a full redo of that hole to figure out a way to make it work with Kakuya. The rest of the course manages to... And this one, they kind of just seem to throw their hands up and say, Yeah, there's nothing we can really do about it. And it's not working in its current iteration. That's my take.
1: I believe historically the Kikuya is there because they held like the equestrian there for the Olympics in like the 30s. And that's when they dragged all the Kakuya in and it overran the course. I believe that mm. that is uh, an accurate take. So that's can't, can't vouch. I won't sign that take, but I believe that is correct. Can, can I play public defender one more time? Please, please.
0: I'm sorry. There's one, one hole that you might, it depends a little bit on a little bit of luck, you know, boo hoo. Everybody's got to play it. Number four is fine. It's a fine golf hole. 10 is, if, I would if you say want I would the 10. release through the Kakuya, play play a low slinger. I guarantee you I got that
3: shot. Maybe not every time, but I do have it. <laughs> I don't think it would even release a low slinger. That's the problem. And I would say I would put ten in that category too, Randy, of, of, of a little bit of luck, a little random hole, like which I dig. But uh, I don't know. There, it's not the worst hole in the world. It's just like
1: man, it would be cool to see some really good shots get rewarded there, and it just doesn't really happen. So, I got to say it. So I got to play this out. They had Rory on the broadcast and they were like, Do you like 10? And he was like, Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I went up to Rory in scoring last year and was like, this, what's, What do you think on 10? And he was like, 10 stinks. It, <laughs> it stinks. They need to redo it. It was very strong. It was the lead of my story. They that did day. redo it, it was, in, in his defense. they, they did, did a redo little it. bit. Uh, maybe. We'll see. He, I would like to hear him talk about the subtleties. He should have said it did stink, but now like the subtleties have made it better. So. I, like, it was, I felt that. it was
3: fun this week. I thought, you know, it was, it wasn't a drastic difference, but especially watching. I don't know that, that just that hole, when you get to the back nine on Sunday, is like, all right, but you got to navigate 10, you got to figure out 10, watching Luke list hit it in just one of the worst spots you could imagine hitting it. I still really dig that hole and course it's not perfect. Was it, but was it list or Cantley that hit it in the cross bunker so like cantley hit it in the left cross bunker and, and L- list hit it in the right bunker like four like 50 yards like one of the worst but he hit it to the front of the green and three putted from there but um that that I don't know I freaking love Riv, man it's so freaking good uh Hamsterdam stuff I don't know if you guys caught Mackenzie Hughes's interview on Saturday um an interesting timing to do a, a pretty big uh diatribe on uh on kind of money and pro golf and all of that. Maybe I'm a little worn down by all of that, but, uh, maybe I've just spent too much time on Twitter where I, I, I read how people rip these things apart. It, the sentiment was very good in terms of, you know, the, you know, people dream of playing on this tour and playing in events like this. And it just, the money in golf has gotten too outrageous and people have focused way too much on that and forgotten about, uh, what we do have. And obviously I'm paraphrasing that, but, um, that was an interesting time to, to, to do that. And, uh, I appreciated McKenzie's comments, I guess,
1: but they weren't necessarily like, not a of people were raving about them, let's say. I think honestly though, I think actually a lot of people were raving about it. The loudest people were bitching about them as they always do. But I I do believe that those people are that minority. I think he was dead on in understanding and I was kind of curious if he had sort of, you know, heard a lot of what we've been talking about just about how pissed off fans are. I think the, the pros who are actually sort of listening to how the fan reaction is are very much like, man, we got to do something because yeah. fans are pissed. And I, I think that's something I've certainly been talking about and written about several times. You know, there are a lot of fans out there. Are just like, man, this, this obsession with like, who's getting paid, whatever. I'm just so sick of it. Just tell me when the majors are. And I, I would be curious to see what like the television ratings come out for this on Monday or whatever, Tuesday, they come out to see if people, I mean, this is, this should be like one of your most watched events tigers playing in it. You would think that the ratings would be up. I would be curious to see if they're down from last year just because there's some fatigue of like I don't I don't want to listen to people talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, being handed out to people who I just don't think are all that great. You know what happens when any
0: other sport goes like there's a strike or a or a lockout, they, they they
1: always trot
0: out the common refrain, listen, the the fans do not care about money squabbles between millionaires and billionaires. And I think the same holds true on the PGA Tour. The the only difference is though we're gonna have like the most prolonged, drawn out money fight of any yeah. major sport, and yeah, it it can't help but do harm to the public perception of of
3: the pro game. That's it, totally, I, and it, I don't think the ratings will be great this week. I mean, coming off last year with Rom and Max showdown, I don't think it's gonna compare to that with with what they had with no Tiger, no Speed, no Rory in the mix this weekend. Um, and I, that's again, goes back to a, a speech. I don't need to make all over again of just like, everyone's just losing in this thing just at different rates. I mean, it's, it, it'd be one thing if live was pulling all the eyeballs. I mean, we haven't, the numbers came out for, we haven't talked about on this podcast numbers came out for live Vegas, less than 300,000 people watch it on the CW in the final round on Saturday. It's not like the eyeballs are just going over there. People are just not watching golf. They're watching less golf. Like it, it doesn't even need to be said that the, the, Pro golf has been harmed greatly by all of this. And it's just a waste of a bunch of people's talent to go play in front of less than 300,000 people in the CW. And they, John Rahm should have been there. Dustin Johnson should have been there. And it, it would have mattered. It would have really helped, um, the tours doing the best they can with what they have with these signature events, getting everyone on the course at the same time, they just don't have enough stars anymore. And it sucks. So that's, that's it. um, thought CBS was great. Commercial load seemed a little steep. Genesis commercial was horrific. Uh, that music, I I'm fine to never hear that again, but awesome angles, some really new, some new graphics. I've really enjoyed the one, uh, like with can't lay here on the 10th hole showing where, uh, you know, the numbers for the front and the middle of the green and the back, but also showing where he hit his, his tee shots on round one, round two, round three, just, you know, really subtle thing. And then, I don't know if these numbers were right in this little segment they did of how he, he manages his weight shift to, from his back to his front. Um, but just again, it's go it's worth noting how far things have advanced. Uh kind of dawned on it, me today. It'd be
0: awesome if they were just making that. Like, how do, uh, how do they, they know be. those are the it's exact numbers? You know, like yeah, let's just throw some percentages up there. They did a great one with Jake. I like to see my my own percentages. Oh,
1: Kevin's got ninety percent of his weight on his back foot. Oh, yeah. no, it stays there. How oh, is he oh, have, that's uh, tough. How does he have Nick Andy hanging
2: behind? Yeah. <laughs> How was it negative? You
1: know, I, I like Zali. Uh, I don't know if you've you know, had this, but the shot of Hideki when he was going to hit that shot into 18, where it was like crystal clear, it was down low, it was blurry in the background. You could see all of the the fans. That was beautiful. I mean, that was like art uh, there. And maybe it's just like Hideki's yellow shirt is kind of making it pop a little bit more. But like, the, I, I feel like they are working harder to get those kind of cool angles where it's like, all right. We're gonna get down real low, and we're gonna give you a wide lens here, and we're gonna—it's gonna be super sharp right here, and, and the background's gonna feel like a painting in the background. That was awesome. I was t- I said to my wife, "Look at this shot. This is awesome. Like this. This is not something you see very often in golf coverage." So, shout out to that. I mean, and I don't have one of
3: these yet, but from what I'm hearing about the Apple Vision Pro, like the really good imagery, like that is coming to sports watching cbs is is giving us that on hdtv right now and i have not sampled this yet but from what i've heard and what i've seen sounds like their product is going to play really really well in this product of like being able to like immerse yourself in a scene like that and um they they've given a shit i mean we've praised them a lot over the last couple of years after just many many years of shredding them uh they've given they've started really giving a shit about their product and its shows and it, it's 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 just how it should be now. Like I, we don't need to pat them on the back every single week, but uh, it, it's it, they're they're covering golf how it should be covered now, and I have very few qualms other than, of course, the commercial load, which is a shared problem with the PGA Tour and not just their problem. But um, I I don't know. It, it's it's I, I, I remember today. Remember the coverage gap when all the sometimes golf would go off TV for like forty five minutes on a Sunday, and they're just like, hey, we can't do anything about it, man. What do you want us to do? and sure enough all of a sudden now 2 years it's been 2 years since they've had it and uh, there's no gap anymore CBS broadcast starts on golf channel when the basketball games run long and they throw it back to studio to cover the last 10 minutes or so in that three in that 1 to 3 o'clock window and i just remember how much time we spent bitching about the coverage gap they're like it can't it, we can't do anything about it should have 6 years later it's all gone <laughs>
1: didn't justin johnson almost win the tournament during the coverage gap like he shot a 65 like early in the day or whatever i feel like that was one of the things that rib like it was like oh while you were away like dj shot the round of the tournament and is now like in second place that was making me laugh thinking about like oh well the tv cameras are on every shot so you don't, guys don't need to sky in their scorecards like yeah for like a long time like the tv cameras were never like people would almost win tournaments and the tv wouldn't be there
3: <laughs> oh golf is the best man
1: hey i have one complete
0: random i guess it would be under hamsterdam uh watching a little bit of the the bumper coverage my first exposure to brendan de Jong mm-hmm. in the in the golf channel the golf central studio i really like his voice yeah, yeah. i dig it he, he he just his manner of speaking and you know very south african a little a little accent um i enjoyed him it took me a minute i was like who is this big fella in studio and uh finally realized who it was so i wanted to make sure i
1: gave him a shout out anything else from riff that we haven't discussed can i throw a little bit of a you we were talking about being disappointed in rory's results and what's up with victor hovland like you know not a particularly strong start to the year for the person who was the best uh person on the PJ tour last year won the fedex cup uh really mediocre finish it I, I got it here the second uh you know T22 at the century, T58 at Pebble, and T19 here was never really a factor. Uh seems kind of just like ornery, like not really thrilled about uh the state of his game, just kind of kind of pissed about you know the driver or the where the ball is going. Uh I thought he was kind of had taken the leap and was, you know, gonna be the next, you know, superstar. And seems, I don't know, something's something ain't quite right at the moment with him.
0: Yeah. Is I, he pissed at the state of his
1: game or the state of the game? That's a good question. I mean, I I think he's mostly pissed at the state of his game. He was really like grinding on the range both at Pebble and uh here. He skipped uh you know Phoenix because he just sort of felt like he needed to sort of practice and work on stuff, it seemed like. I don't know. I mean, I think I look, was he not happy about the framework agreement? Yes, I can definitively say. He was pissed about that and did talk to some people kind of about that this week about how, you know, it wasn't almost that like he wanted to go to live per se. I mean, certainly like he flirted with it, I think it's fair to say that. But it was like he is very much a person who did not love the way that it went down and that it was sort of taken out of their hands in the decision. And I don't know, is that affecting him in this part of the year? I think that's fair to ask. Yeah. It's, um, he fired his coach. I mean, I don't know, fired his coach. He parted ways with the coach who his short game coach, fixed yeah. his, uh, short game coach. Sorry. He, he who fixed his short game and made him great and has had some short game kind of mediocreness so far this year. I mean, that's he's a, he's a very independent minded person. And I think like he wants to do it his way. So I could understand why he'd be like, all right, thanks for the help. You're a coach. Like I'm going to take it from here. But it just sort of a weird look to be like the person who kind of, fixed you and made you you know great in one area where you were clear weakness you were like yeah i don't want to be a part of it anymore mm.
2: joe yeah. joe mayo seems like a lot uh yeah. i'm gonna flip this around on you kev because i've been thinking about this okay. a lot too and especially seeing him at pebble when we're out there would you rather mm-hmm. have victor like in peak form now or no when the majors not. come no but i
1: think like bringing up the same thing as rory like victor is of that class right sure. now right like he's I think he's the best player without a major. Is that fair yeah. to say? Like I, he's a better player than Cantley. Uh to me he's a better player than Xander, I think. And so I want him. I mean he, he showed he's got real close in a couple majors in the last few years. Could have won the PGA, you know, could with a better round, he certainly could have won the old, at the old course. It just doesn't feel like this start of the year has been the start that you'd want. And if we're going to kind of take Rory to task a little bit, if we're going to you know, nudge JT a little bit. Be like, yeah, we'd like to see a little bit more. Then I definitely think we got to say it to Victor because you've you've earned that standard now that we're holding you to. You're one of the dudes, so you know I want to see you play better. And this stretch
3: of golf matters, right? I mean, this is the PGA Tour <laughs> stretch that means the most. I think it's weird that, you know, the season loses steam as you know, of course, as the majors happen. So I'll, I'll agree with that. It's, 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 um, it's noteworthy at at minimum that he's not definitely not following up, that kind of speaks to like a lot of the stars to this point. I mean, uh, I don't know if I have the, the updated FedEx, uh, FedEx cup rankings, but it looks like Scotty's at second Hideki third. Um, I, I would need to get a, a full list. Was Matthew Pavon not in the field this week? Who's in first? He did not play this week. Was not. I can confirm
0: that. KV, I'll add Colin Morikawa there. Like, yeah. Come on, dude. We we just need more from you week to week. Like, I I, I hate. It stinks that we're asking, would you rather have them play well now or at the majors? It, it sucks having that an
1: either or question yeah.
0: instead God, of like. They, they play damn. so
2: much golf, though, dude. I don't blame them
1: one I know, but that. like Victor's too young to be like, oh, look, if this was LeBron or if it was like Tiger, I would be like, yeah, okay, like you're going to turn it on, the stuff that matters. It was Rory. Like no one would be like, yeah, man, like jaw, uh, jaw isn't playing that great. to start out the year, but it's fine because like, you know, he'll turn it on later when it matters. Like, no, like you're young. You need to be going like a dog at it early on the, the whole start of the year. Like that's what the product needs is for you to be good. you tell me that if Victor had won twice this year yeah. or if he had had a duel with web, with, uh, you know, with Wyndham, and it just lost a Pebble that it wouldn't have been felt more exciting. Oh, totally. That's what I'm saying. And Pebble's a place where he's won before. All of them are stinky. No, he's, he- Everyone's been stinky. So.
3: All, all all the stars that they've needed to go have been stinky so far. Like that was. Think back to how the season started last year. I mean, God, it was hitters yeah. only uh, to start. That's what I mean. So, yeah. Um. Other Hamstradam notes, Gary Woodland uh, made the cut this week and spent a lot of time in the booth on Saturday. That was great. I really appreciate their their efforts on getting guys in the booth. Rory doing it and, and Woodland. I feel like they could probably do a little bit more getting something out of those guys and maybe not have seven guys peppering with questions. But um it's a it's a good development. It's, it feels very normal and natural now. The walk talks now are not even, you know, don't even get highlighted that much amongst viewers because it just has become a part of the of the broadcast but i wanted to highlight that i appreciate
1: i would have liked saw you on that point to just have for a while nance and trevor and rory and that's it like i sit ian sit colt sit whomever for for a minute and just let rory kind of talk me through these holes because whatever insight he's going to give you is better than what is on the ground to be honest um, from outside Riv, i want to give a shout out to David Puig. He won on the Asian tour to
3: get a spot in the open okay. championship. We have, uh, I'll you like know, traveling the world and trying to, trying to qualify for major championship events and not just whining about getting, not getting world ranking points. I want to give a, a big shout out for that one. He is uh, going to be heading to world trim, uh, later this year. So he won them. That's great. The, uh, uh, Malaysian open, I believe it was. So, um, the WM Phoenix open has vowed to do an operational audit Uh, on their procedures Uh, thought that was just a noteworthy thing of as we think about for waste management for next year they're gonna look into how they're doing things which i think is probably about time that they do that so big you want to take us to women's the women's scene this week patty uh won
0: the saudi the ladies the aramco ladies saudi international uh decisive seven shot victory for Patty T mm. it, it honestly is exciting just because she has all the potential in the world and has kind of been through the ringer both on course off course and if she can realize that potential again I say again she's a major winner um it just adds to what's becoming a deeper and deeper women's game so very happy that she got the win in Saudi, um, I guess the other big name to note, Charlie Hall finished in a tie for third. Uh, the LPGA Tour, this was an L.E.T. event, the LPGA Tour returns the next couple weeks uh, starting the, the early season Asian Swing. So um, myself, Cody, Jordan, I believe, will be talking women's golf uh, in the week ahead. Look for that podcast
3: episode Thursday. Bleak looking field at the Mexico Open at Vidanta this coming week. It is Big Tone SZN boys. Big Tone is going to be defending. Uh, I think we're going back to back. I think we. I think he's going to stomp the field
1: uh, down in Mexico. So uh, who would be the other contenders? Sully? Is there anybody who can catch Big Tone? Is there anybody who would even be within a stroke of his strokes game profile? Uh, this I is don't want me to put you on the spot. But. There's one. I forget who it is now, but there was
3: one more interesting name in the
1: field. Is it Zalatoris? This is part of my job. This is why I hate doing this part live. I hate, sorry that I threw this at you. I, I, know, you, I know you love to talk big time. I know you're putting all your nuggies in a theoretical uh, wager here on uh, on big tone to win Mexico. There was, uh,
2: there, there was one more big name. Zalatoris was in, but he sensed WD. Will uh, Gordon was in, has sensed WD. Uh, let's see. You, yep. There's, there's not a lot. He's gonna be like four to Big Tone's gonna be like four to one to win this week,
1: I have a feeling. I hope you. Why does Big Tone love Mexico? Is it do he have a, a sponsor down there? Or is he just like the family vacation? Cleans down up there the, the like mule ones? He's the mule skinner. Come on. <laughs>
0: He's finally listening to Solly's advice, and it's like, dude, you got to go play these shitty tournaments to get some wins. Learning how to win. That's what I'm saying yeah.
2: with Zaltaris.
3: Maybe
1: Zaltaris yeah. needs to be listening, to. How those
3: mutton chops coming, Randy? That's about three years old Do you, uh, uh, you owe that yeah. uh, debt on that bet. So Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's about it. Do you guys have anything else for this week?
2: I do. I I got one shout out. Uh, Claire Rogers, of course, a uh, very good Twitter follow. Uh, put this picture up of Hideki's caddy watching the events unfold. They're on 18, just ripping fat vapes all over the place. Uh, always makes me chuckle when you see somebody out there with the trombone, just letting clouds fly everywhere.
1: <laughs> we did. I don't really care, but we didn't really talk about the Sunday red crap. Uh, we did on Wednesday. Know, this, this, we did that on Wednesday. And on roll out. Okay, so. so. Yeah.
2: The other thing, too, I I, kind of like Nance was quick to jump on it. He recognized uh, that there was a little bit of Twitter kerfuffle there, but Hideki's lie and and putting his wedge down, you know, people were up in arms saying the ball's moving. What the hell's going on? Uh, Uncle Jim quick to jump on everybody and say, hey, get out of here.
3: Cram it, nerds.
1: (laughs) Beat it, losers. (laughs) Cram it, TC. (laughs) Ah, uh, yeah. Not a violation there. The ball was not moving around at all. Like literally you couldn't even put your club down anywhere if that was going to be a violation. No more zooms
3: on lies. We uh, we don't need to do it anymore cuz everyone's just going to get up in arms about absolutely everything and it's it's not how the r- rule is.
0: You know, I will admit that was always an area where I was unsure of what the actual rule was. I'll I'll raise my hand there. We do have one where, rules
3: thing that we sorry, not that we need to bring yeah. up is the cat. The cat and Gary Woodland playing with JT in the earlier uh, part of the round. They both look into JT's bag to try to figure out what he's hitting. And the cat flashes uh, over to Gary, like a down three, uh, three, which I assume an eight iron um, on there. There was a little bit of, a lot of accusations thrown at me as I, I crucified Brooks for this. Uh, and of course, Gary Woodland is back in the mix on this. Um, I thought about this one a fair amount and I'm, it's. I don't think it's apples to apples. I do think it is uh, something that the PGA Tour should have definitely looked at. I don't know if they did or didn't. It is, listen, it is not my job to enforce all the rules on the PGA Tour. But uh, if on if there's camera going around on social media and uh, of Tiger flashing a signal to someone else, uh, they should probably have looked. Maybe they did look at it. Maybe they didn't. I do think this is different because he was not saying what he hit. He was not advising uh, Gary what to hit. He was simply signaling. Uh, by looking, you're allowed to look in. So again, the clarification, you're allowed to look in someone's bag as to what they're, what is not there to see what they're hitting. That's what both of them are doing. Um, and he just signaled over to Gary that it looked like it was eight iron. I assume is what he, he was signaling. Now, I d- honestly don't know if that is a penalty to signal to what another player is hitting. Um, but I also think that is a very common practice on par threes to look into somebody's bag to figure out what they're hitting. I think there's not common practice in the middle of a fairway after you've hit a shot to tell your uh, playing uh, partner what you hit. I think that is very clearly like t- saying out loud, what you hit is different than signaling what somebody else is hitting, but I don't technically know that rule.
2: Well, what you I hit it, is highly illegal. You, you cannot tell your. I, I, I'm yes. assuming that you're tying it back to uh, asking right. for advice and everything else yes. like that, but relaying somebody, you know, the Got third it. partner. Yeah.
1: It would have been so sick to see Tiger get hit with a two-stroke penalty.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Tiger.
3: Which, like, again, uh, uh, you have to assume that that was brought to somebody's attention. And yeah. if it was a penalty, it would have been assessed, right? Again, I think that – and again, to make it very different from what happened at the Masters, they brought Brooks and Gary in and said, did you signal to him that you hit a five-iron from the top of that hill when you – did?" Did uh, Ricky Elliott say five iron out loud? And did you do this as you were taking the glove off? And they said they did not do that. That's where the cheat happened right there. You lied when a rules official came and asked you. Now, again, if this was against the rules and a rules official came to Tiger and say, hey, did you signal this? And he said, no, we'd be in the exact same situation. But that is not
1: what happened here. Stay strong, Sully. Be yourself. All <laughs> these haters are coming at you. F, f- them all. DJ Pie, of course, <laughs> well, in the in the well, Yes, DJ Pie, hi. Let list. me
0: just say, I wish there were some unwritten rules in, in golf, <laughs> right? Sully, KVV, Cody, you're a baseball yeah. fan now. Your Rangers won the World Series. You know, if a batter's peeking behind him, trying to figure out what signs a catcher's throwing, I know the signs have kind of gone away now with pitch comp. But there, there'd be a fight i'm ready for a yeah. fight like if i catch a competitor looking in my
2: bag that's, the to tower, see what I'm that's hitting, right
0: i like I, that i babe. might fight them i am I'm, I'm sick of these guys being all buddy buddy all the time i, th- I thought they were out there competing that's I maybe love take that a block. practice
1: swing that kind of grazes the bag or something <laughs> exactly. let them know get to get the, get the yeah. fuck back i love that bot yeah. from Rady. don't no celebrate somebody's hole in one that guy just beat you on that hole get back on exactly. defense what are we doing I mean, if if keegan and miguel and jimenez can nearly fight then anything people should there's some softer people out there should be willing to stick up let's go throw hands all right
3: uh i got some thai food downstairs waiting for me i think it's time to wrap the show guys uh this was this was a blast i love this week uh now we're not hitting the uh you know the most fun stretch uh, of course, of golf, but uh, who knows what, what may happen. I got a big tournament coming up this week. Uh, I got to play on the Gasparilla down in Tampa. We'll be down filming that. A lot of questions up on oh. my Instagram. Um we will have a film room out on that, but you can uh, follow the results of that as they're happening as well. Game's feeling pretty good, feeling tidy. Swings look like a dialed side, guys. It's it feels a little different, man. I'm ready to go compete. I'm ready to put it to the test. It uh, new wedges in the bag. New wedges are in the bag. Um, balls coming out of a nice window. Hit 16 greens on Friday. Shot a nice tidy 4 under par 68. I'm feeling Woo-wee. we're trending. We're trending in the right direction. I'm really excited to go compete. It's an awesome, awesome tournament. We have a couple previous year's videos up on YouTube if you haven't got a chance to watch those uh, those are some good primers on it and uh, it's like a mid-am event that feels like a freaking tour event the way they treat it and it's really really fun and we've had a great time with it uh, making some content around it so um, the handicap has fallen uh, three shots in total uh, since I got my uh, a lesson in uh, late December three shots in in two months just from a from a really primo lesson from my guy Jim at Timuquana so Well, Sally, best of luck to you, sincerely. Thank you, guys. I'm very excited. I'm going to play golf tomorrow morning, too, which is fantastic. So, All right. Cody, thank you for running the ones and twos. Thank you to High Noon. Of course, thank you to Titleist. Thank you to Roback. Thank you to Surf Pro. Thank you to KVV for making the trip out to Riv this week. Thank you to Big Randy for watching pro golf, men's pro golf this week. (laughs) And for everyone tuning in live on Sunday night, greatly appreciate it. We will see you back here. Not live back until Bay Hill, I believe, but we'll see you then. We'll be back for Sunday night recaps, of course, as well. LPJ preview or LPJ episode coming out this week as well. Uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Cheers. Rack on.
0: Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yes! yeah, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most.
2: Better than most. expect